we're gonna go TikTok live too. I just I just downloaded TikTok like a week ago. It's popping. It pops because it's not as limited as Instagram. There's like I mean it's just Vine, would better isn't it? explain it better. Basically, I guess it's kind of like a Vine, but there's like no like barriers or anything like that. You can invest into like I invest a lot into like advertisement like dollars and certain things like that. And right. like the exposure so unlimited. Mm-hmm. Aside from like you basically like just can't be naked or like beat anybody up. Yeah. So I mean, obviously half my content there is cut out, but. <laughs> Other that, that would that. say 95%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Other than that, it's, it's pretty dope. What's up, everybody? So, Adversity Kings episode numero tres. Happy Halloween. You probably cannot hear me, but again, nobody is probably listening to these first few episodes, I'm telling myself, but it's probably <laughs> going to be the first few years. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take this shit off now, though. But it's Halloween, technically. October is today the thirtieth? Yeah. So tomorrow. tomorrow's Halloween. Exactly. But um give me a sec, I'm gonna throw my mic mic over here and get my headset on. We're gonna rip. I might light my cigar too. I felt bad since I didn't come last night. Were we we weren't supposed to record last night? Nah, to the cigar bar. Oh yeah, who cares? Yeah. Do it every fucking week. Yeah, exactly. What what I'm are, gonna space it out. What did start doing like two weeks? What are the rules for this? Uh, cursing, no cursing. No, nah, we can we can we can swear. Just, let's try not to be incriminating. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> stories Allegedly. or shit that we bring up. <laughs> you doing audio and visuals of these? You get yeah. like throw these on Spotify or something? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we're doing both. That's fire. Yep, Aiden said we're doing both. We got to come up with a name for him, right? Yeah. Rogan's guy is is what's his name again? Jamie. Jamie. Mm. It's not really like. You know, like sophisticated and anything like that, but yeah, maybe we'll just keep it at Aiden. I was thinking like Doctor AIDS, but <laughs> he did not want to do that. I, <laughs> I fuck with this, by the way. That's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know if it's all spelled right, but I mean, who the fuck reads cursive anymore? I actually write cursive a little bit in the morning just to try to keep myself you know, I intellectually like engaged or something, just in case everything just goes to hell and I have to be the teacher of the world let's just jump right in i uh started this new book on artificial intelligence and it has me kind of like creeped out it's called super intelligence uh-huh. uh still kind of a self-development book you know kind of up our alley in regard to what it is we do with the financial services it's uh i believe it's one of elon musk's favorite book mm-hmm. i could check in my notes real quick i mean actually. it sounds like something elon well, that my my to. my goal here is, you know, I'm 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 probably twenty thirty percent of the way done of just, I'm trying to just top ten books for Elon and Bezos. Uh, Bezos, yeah, yeah, just kind of get a better understanding of how their minds operate, even if it's a fraction, because it's like some of this stuff, like hap- like some of these books are just like rocket science books. I'm like, why the fuck is this your favorite book? I mean, I just learned the other day that there's actually a difference between AI and Musk. super intelligence. Yeah, uh, our buddy, our mutual buddy Spencer, put mm. me on. You know what? That's somebody else I could probably talk. That'll be he'll be cool to talk to in regard to when I think of artificial intelligence. My limited mind just thinks of what's it, iRobot or whatever with yeah with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. The movie was great. Scared the hell out of me. Hey, you know that movie? Oh, I've heard of it. I haven't seen it though. Oh, it's yeah, it's fire. You're Caucasian, <laughs> but basically, Will Smith. I think you know he's underappreciated. No. Uh, I think it's 
Is he? Good movie. Yeah, dude. I don't, I mean, like, 13... I don't think he like won any Grammys or anything. Or... <laughs> Oscars? Whatever, dude. <laughs> you mean like I mean like 13 pounds, Pursuit of Happiness. He's done a lot of really good, like Oscar at least worthy movies. Yeah, but I don't think they ever give it to him. Yeah. I mean, it's all a fucking popularity competition. Yeah, Hollywood's kind of scary in regard. Like, if you like, if we really understood like the depth and like the backbone of Hollywood, I feel like if that was really exposed with like who's controlling and mainstream media and and, like the mainstream like news channels and certain things, I can't even imagine like the puppet masters at the top and like what weird things they're into. Because you hear a lot about like like the child sex and mm-hmm. slave and all that stuff incorporated with, with Hollywood and all say. that stuff. It, that's nuts to me. I mean, but, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, I mean, like one with like the news stuff, there was like Rupert Mur- Murdoch, he owns uh, Fox and like all those. And then, you know, there's the compilations of, you know, just stitching together different news channels from all across the country and they're all saying the same shit. Yeah. So it's all it's just it's all propaganda and it's, there's all an agenda behind everything. We're gonna go TikTok live too. I just I just downloaded TikTok like a week ago. It's popping. It pops because it's not as limited as Instagram. There's like I mean it's just fine. Better it? explain it better. Basically, I guess it's kind of like a vine, but there's like no like barriers or anything like that. You can invest into like I invest a lot into like advertisement like dollars and certain things like that and right. like the exposure so unlimited mm-hmm. aside from like you basically like just can't be naked or like beat anybody up. Yeah. So I mean obviously half my content there is cut out, but <laughs> other that, that than would that, say 95%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> other than that it's it's pretty dope. Um wanted to start really kind of how I open up with everybody just getting to know the you know, the listener getting to know the host, yep. which they already know me, but more or less our guests. So yourself, you know, me and you, we've worked, I feel, it feels like years, Yeah, but it's really probably only been a little over a year. I think it's been... When did you come to Nebraska? August? August. So we're, we're really like over a year. Yeah, it's been like a year, two, three months. Feels like years. Because me and Connor started at the same time. I just came to Nebraska a month after him. Yeah. Or at least the Lincoln office. Because, yeah, you had started up in Erie... Didn't work out. Yeah. But you were working virtually. With Pops, yep. Yep. And your, your dad would be like, get your, no. get your calls up. <laughs> so basically. What what do they say about the Collect referrals. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. If we get any TikTok questions, too, I'm going to pop those off. But now, skip back way far back. Now, where mm. were you born? Plano, Plano, Texas. Plano, Texas. I was a little so, munchkin. A little roly-poly. So Plano, Texas, you're born... And then how's that story kind of unfold? So you were born, how'd your parents meet, then they had you, you were born, like what's your story in a sense? Well, with my, because of the the dad that we were just talking about is my stepfather, but Mm -hmm. we'll get there. Uh, My mom and my real dad met when they were probably anywhere between like 16 and 17, sophomore, junior year of high school. My mom had me right when she turned 18, Uh, didn't go to college. Um, Her and my dad, my real dad had a falling out. Yep, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how graphic uh, or personal we should get on this. Yeah, but I mean, think of your mom. You know what I mean. Don't blow. Yeah, bless exactly. She should, should probably see. Hi, mom. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, but the, they had a falling out of sorts, um, and then my mom met David, my, my stepdad, probably when I was about four. Yep. Um, so she was twenty-two. Yeah, ish. Yeah. Um, my mom was a paralegal. You know, single mom supporting me. Um, Obviously, like I just said, she didn't go to college, but she gave me everything that, you know, I, I never Hard wanted. Hard worker. Exactly. 
you know, obviously we didn't have a lot of money. Yeah. But uh, growing up, that's not something I very much noticed. Yeah. Or maybe it was just normal to me. And even growing into money, you've never really given me the snobbish type of personality. You know what I mean? Not, yeah. Not that everybody that grows up with money is a snob. Um, there's a certain air about it because exactly. I've been around a lot of people like that. Yeah. But, I mean, we didn't. We didn't like start. I mean, my getting shoes, money. peasant. <laughs> like some weird ass <laughs> shit. Like, bro, like, can't you just say hand the fucking shoes over? <laughs> right. But I mean, I, we didn't start like actually getting into money until I was like sixteen. I was gonna say yeah, because you had to build up. Right. Because when they met, David was probably just becoming an SGA. He was an MGA. <clears throat> he was an MGA. Yeah. Damn. I think he skipped RGA, and then when I was five, we moved from Texas to Connecticut. And then that's when he started up his own office. That was, you know, old school shit. Yep. Completely from the from the mud up. Um, and then he grew his deal pretty decently. I have no idea about the figures. But, um, you know, middle of seventh grade, because, I mean, like skipping over Connecticut, really just middle of the fucking backwoods, living on three acres. We, we My mom called it Snake Hill. Yeah. It was literally just a bunch of snakes. We had fucking bobcats in the back. Um, and just, like, our, our driveway was like this. Yeah. I remember crashing and burning <clears throat> on like scooters and skateboards going down that shit, trying Those to go are the up best a bit. Memories. Exactly. <laughs> I remember what a hydrogen peroxide was like after and that. And then you guys moved a lot though, because in our yes. business, we move so much. I mean, we just in the last year, for both of us, we've moved twice each of Well, I mean, I mean apartment wise, we've probably moved eight. Yeah, like seven times, eight times. Because my, my team just got their house like not too long ago. But I mean, within the last year and a half, I've been in four different states. Uh, graduated from, I mean, obviously we're skipping over the life story doing, but I, I graduated from Florida State last year. You graduated? Yeah. Bachelor's? I'm the only one in this office with a bachelor's degree uh, outside of like, Do you know, this is people. like, this is like the first, like, I'm, this Did is like, this is this? like my partner. And, uh, <laughs> I didn't even know you had a bachelor's degree. I, I just assumed everybody like just didn't partake in that stupid. It barely shit. counts. <laughs> exactly. It's a hospitality management. <clears throat> Hospi- that's what you went to school for. Was hosp- yeah. I thought it was. So I thought it was for culinary arts. No, see, that's the thing. I I told you this many times because you keep repeating it. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, uh, Brennan has some half chef degree. No, because I went to <clears throat> hospitality management because I wanted to own my own restaurant. But fucking 70, 75% of the curriculum was ho- like hotels. Yeah. And I did not care. And simultaneously when you graduated, COVID hit. And it was like, and then that, your dad was like, hey, you could take up an op- offer here. And, but, or you could, you know, basically. Well, I was supposed to go work for home office. Yes. You, do you know Travel Matt? I don't know. I don't know that. Travel Matt, but you, I know this piece of the puzzle. Right. So I was supposed to go work for him for an internship. Um, and obviously that's what I was making. I was like 40 racks a year for an internship, which is pretty fucking decent for just out of college. Out, hey. Huh? Me just graduated on the mic. I ashed on the mic. Oh. <laughs> You're going to have to. I was, I'm honestly worried with the, with the sofa and the, and the, cat and the pillow. The but, sucker's burning. Um, but yeah, that, that fell apart. Um, we're in the middle of COVID. I was locked up actually like three to four months before everybody else quarantine wise. Because my boy Jacob, my, my college roommate at the time, he was a super paranoid guy. He was always on Reddit. Yeah. So he, he knew about that shit like three months before. So we were locked up since December 2019. Like like you guys just decided yourselves? Yeah. Like we went to Walmart. We got like I created my own mask out of the hat that I used to wear when I was cooking. And then like with string and all. Why didn't, why didn't you just buy a mask? <laughs> they didn't Amazon? like it wasn't like ready at the time. It they, was, they it was before. Mask ready? No. Couldn't have bought a bandana? Well, that, that's not. I know you don't believe in this shit. <laughs> but it's not so initially i don't know if i necessarily believed in it but now i believe that very obese people could probably die but then i'm like yeah 
you know, they might just die uh, from like an artery exploding also. And I'm not like fat shaming. Um, but I'm, I'm honestly, I'm like, listen, you know what I mean? Like this is an inward problem with an inward solution i feel like with, with proper dieting and exercise and i'm not a scientist i'm not a doctor you're saying it's a weak mindset no i believe in covid <laughs> i believe in illnesses but i believe in like like you being in control of your life being yes. able to like so i think you guys took the right route with being proactive though it's like let's yeah. you know because people are insane anytime you know especially with how like explosive media is nowadays because back then like back in the day like a plague would break break out and be like send the carrier pigeon yeah. you know what i mean it i've, would I've take... always wanted one of those doctor's masks with the, with the beak <clears throat> the plague doctor mask that yeah that one looks freaky as hell if i actually like believed in halloween and actually dressed yeah up, I'd probably yeah do some shit like See, that. i'm not but i'm not that into any of that but with like with what you're saying so Culinary arts wasn't actually, it was hospitality, ma hospitality management, and, and it was mainly hotels. Exactly. And then at the time, like, obviously, I wanted to get into cooking, and I did a lot of research. I, I actually taught myself for four years. Literally, I would take, like, two to three spices. I would hold them up to my nose and see if, like, they, they you know, uh, matched up. Uh, I would just watch a bunch of cooking shows, take notes, and I, I would just use that to fuel my creativity. Yeah. Because it's literally my creative output, my artistic side. Uh, that's how I view it. Cooking. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I would, I would cook for all my friends. They all said it was fire and something I should actually pursue. And I, I was Sarah cooking for me right now. I just started this new like diet me. plan. And I'm like, how can we not find a cook? <laughs> She's doing, she did good. You know, these first few meals are great. But. She, she was asking me about it. She was like, is there somewhere that you think we could order it from? I'm like, I don't know about any fucking places other than what you've already tried. Yeah, no, it has to be cooked because it's measured out. Right. No seasonings, no MSGs. I mean, really, it's not like a weird diet either. No, it's, it's, it's just literally limited. just, he's basically just saying it's like, it's an, or, I'm eating like an organic diet. Is it about macros? He, he's just, it, if is he, there a specific I don't know. Diet? He might be measuring that shit, but. Right. It's literally like some protein, some rice. That's about it, I feel like. Portion management, it seems like, like too. Yeah, he, I think that's what he's doing. But just like a water intake. Like I'm, I wake up and do a 16, 16 ounces of water and half lemon. Mm -hmm. So It's almost like a detox. I guess. Why, I are, you, why are you even doing it, really? Because you're, you're in shape. Yeah, so me, I, the, I don't know what... what what's up with like my OCD, but I get so fascinated with like my, my presentation in regard to like what we do for, right. for those of you that don't know, we sell life insurance. I, <laughs> so many people, sure. so many people build their presentations around the clothes. And I thought, right. why do I need to build around the clothes if I could build around the introduction Yeah, and close people in my introduction? So it's mm -hmm. like, why don't I be proactive and do everything I can on the front end right. to give me the least resistance on the back end? So I'm thinking now I'm like, why don't I just get obsessed with like internally opposed to externally like i probably don't need to work out as hard as i work out if you just hate right if i just eat better and allow that to compound over time because right. now i can be 80 and still be active yeah. not just physically but mentally as well because there's so many things linked to that with sleep i've been pushing us all to try to sleep more because yeah that's that's a common really I, I i even met you know all the owners and they were talking about like three four hours of sleep that they would get and it's like it's a common thing where, where entrepreneurs and business-minded individuals and people really pursuing their goals, they will forego and skip out on sleep, not yep. really realizing where I agree with sac uh, sacrifice short-term. But also, with that sacrifice short-term, you got to realize you can sacrifice short-term, but you might end up also sacrificing long-term yep. because now you have dementia. Exactly. So I try to find that balance. You know how I get on your guys' ass, but I think we're doing pretty well with it. But just things that to be proactive. 
I mean, know? I'm getting I'm getting on my guys' ass. It's just mainly about discipline, and I'm trying to build what we used to have in Nebraska. Because oh, yeah. what we had in Nebraska, like what, from my experience when I first came in, dictatorship. Not not that. I mean, yeah, but it wasn't that bad. It's not something you can tolerate. Yeah, like you weren't like disrespecting people. But welcome like, to money camp. <laughs> exactly. Sell your life at the door. <laughs> but it was like I was the one percent when, when I came in. Yeah. Because I was, you know, coming in, I wasn't as disciplined as, or even close as disciplined as any, everybody else. But everybody else in, in the office was on the same page. Yeah, kind of magnetized up to what right. we were, like our standard. Exactly. So, exactly. So then when we came here and we started to build this, you know, you took the top 20% and that's what, seven, eight people that we came up with? Well, we really, so we, it, I guess so, because we came with you, Rob, John, Connor, Sam don't count. He was a mascot, so like five. <laughs> Gavin came to. I can't too. wait till he sees it. Yep, Gavin, so that's Jake, six. Jake, six, Jake, Dylan. seven. Did you say Dylan? No. Yeah, Dylan. So, so like about, eight. Yeah, yeah eight, eight people. But when we start, because we recruited pretty heavily. I mean, like Rob and you recruited pretty heavy, and then all of a sudden we have like twenty, thirty more guys. Yeah. And then now we're the minority, so that when they come in, like they're like, "What's this cult shit?" Yeah. <laughs> They're like, why, why do we need to do this? I thought we're 1099. Yeah, what's the point of reading? What's the point of working out? What's why do I need to wake up early? You said I need to get by early. eight. Yeah, spiritual development. Like, And that's, I've been, I th- and I think it's for long-term growth, it's going to be m- more and bigger and better than what we did in Nebraska growing. We, we grew from scratch to $2 million in, in Nebraska. And I think yep. sustain, and, and this year, if you were to compare our growth, I think we're, we're going to do an additional 2 million. So Easily. it's similar, but I think what we're going to do is we're going to end up yielding and retaining and generating more growth and healthier relationships. Yep. Not that the leniency we've applied now to the, to the culture is, is a great thing, but, but I think it's a sustainable business model when we put an emphasis on Average people, I'm average, you're average, yep. average product, we sell life insurance, mm-hmm. and it's not special life insurance, it's an average product, and we just put an emphasis on extraordinary systems, mm-hmm. and that's going to yield extraordinary results. And that's Ray Kroc, that's anybody very successful, it's just, they, they put a massive emphasis on just simplicity, and let's make the system and the processes excellent. So I think that's where where we've all grown a lot, you know what I mean? Where we've had feuds and disagreements. We've yep. had great people come in and great people leave and all the power and blessings to bad those people. people. Come, bad people leave. No, I, I wouldn't even, I, think, <laughs> t- I would say talented people have, have came in and, yes. and we've parted ways, That's better you know, with, with, with these talented individuals and certain things like that. But I've always learned something from everybody. Even if I don't agree with somebody or they don't agree with us or they don't like our company and whatever it is, I wish the best for everybody. And I genuinely, yeah. I genuinely do believe in that. You know what I mean? Well, that's a law of attraction. Exactly. You're going to get, you're going to get what you're focusing on or putting out in the universe. Um, I think that's like kind of what just happened to me over the last two, three months. Yeah. Just continue to put out positivity and literally do yeah, the best I can. Yeah, you've probably grown the most. Like I, when I reflect back, it's during my most difficult seasons or the relationships that are the hardest that I have to endure yep. and build through. That's where I learned the most. Yes. Is in that loss, is in that almost you kind of feel kind of groggy. Like you're doing yes. the reps and you're doing everything and you feel kind of gray but you, but like internally, you feel like you're putting out everything you can. Mm-hmm. But when you look back into yourself, you're like, man, I feel like I just sucked. Yes. And you fought through it, and you just like, damn, I really leveled up. You know what I mean? Because yeah. you're like running with a weight vest, is what how I kind of think of it. I'm like, dude, that shit was like weighted. I think the the main thing, as far as because because obviously a lot of what this media that you're doing right now is kind of 
highlighting our, our young culture and, and the fact that we're probably the youngest office in the entire company. Oh, we got to be the youngest office. But just kind of getting it through people's uh, or young guys and, girl, and girls' heads, especially with some, you know, kind of egos, is like, what, what is it going to take to get it through their, the perspective-wise of seeing what we've already seen? Is it, is it going to take going through those pitfalls? Or can we, can we tell them, hey, here's the pitfall, go around it? So yeah. you can learn from what I learned from, or do I kind of have to force you to fall into it and get back and get better, just like me? Facts. It's like, is there even a system that we can implement? To- I read. I think I was, I was doing a lot of studying today, and I was reading, and uh, I think Marcus Aurelius. I think he, he said, uh, no, it was Jim Rohn. He said, "Don't learn for knowledge, but learn for action." Yeah. So I think a lot of us, even even individuals, if they are open to learning. And mm-hmm. heeding to our advice, and and half the time it's not even advice of like, hey, I learned this and I avoided this. It's like, hey, I fucked up here. You <laughs> yeah. should not do this because it's gonna also fuck you up because it's guaranteed. It's a hot stove. If you touch it, you're gonna get a burn, yeah. and you're not gonna be able to use that hand for two weeks. So like, mm-hmm. learning and then implementing into action is a is is the profitable separator from learning and just storing it in your mind. And I think my analogy for that is always like ammunition. Like what good is it for you to go on a hunt and you know what to do? Like you have the weapon, you've got the ammunition, right. but you don't pull the trigger. I think I made that analogy once. Yeah. But I think <laughs> instead like, of saying a hunt, <laughs> I said, I think, yeah. I, 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 don't, yeah. I don't even want to imagine what you said. <laughs> I forget who I said it to, but I feel like. Did they take it the wrong way? No, I, my analogy was very bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was a very horrible, it was the same reference with a gun. But <laughs> I believe it. Um, I mean, what I've been kind of implementing lately, and it's kind of just me, is just I, I open up all my conversations business-wise with, with my, especially my immediate leaders, um, just being like, I tell them like, hey, as you know, I'm a very open, honest, and direct person. I'm telling you this from my perspective in total so that you can kind of understand my perspective to kind of expedite the process of you understanding. Facts. Um, so... I'm like, I tell him, like, look, like, this is what we did in Nebraska. This is why it worked, is from my perspective. And I wrote out this whole book, and I get pissed because I feel like people really don't understand how valuable that book is and that process is. Yeah. And they might measure it off of oh, one gosh. day. Oh, no. Ah. It's all good. Hit the ball or something. There we go. You, the book? Oh, yeah, the Billionaire Playbook. Yeah, the Billionaire Playbook. I think of that, and I think of, and I'm going to jump back. I'm going to jump back before we, we get carried away of, like, so you, I've been we're, listening we're to a lot of podcasts and that, that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. Just you just like jump you just, all over the place. Yeah. Get caught up. It, but, but I'm thinking also, I'm thinking of, I want to think of like, I want to piece this all together. One more for our audience, but also for myself to revisit. Cause again, like even though it feels like decades, you know what I mean? That yes. we've worked together. Cause this is all we know. Mm-hmm. It really does become a lifestyle. And I try to find a balance of not burning people out, which I don't have to worry about my, my core guys, you know, yeah. you and Connor and Rob, right. but, I mean, you know, I, I still it. try to get careful because, you know, like my escape is, is watching movies. But just just because that's my escape doesn't mean it's your escape. You know what I mean? Yes. Or Connor's escape, which or, or, or even I don't know what Rob's escape would Sleeping be. Sleeping in. Yeah. Like he, <laughs> his escape is fucking daily. But uh, I think of that. But I also think of so like growing up. So, you know, probably don't remember much with your dad then because you were they, well, they split up and you were young. I mean, we kind of skipped over this part. Yeah. But um well, we've talked about it a little bit before. Right. Because it was like, it wasn't really like a healthy relationship. It was like, It was a very, very 
dark period in my time of, of my life. Um, so essentially, you know, when just we, we went through Connecticut, Snake Hill, all of that, uh, that's where my dad, my stepdad, David, really tried to instill a lot of hard work into me. I did you had to pick sh- up sticks, shitloads of yard work. Shitloads. Go he, get the sticks, son. I wonder if he had to do a bunch of the yard work. Yes, he did. He, li- he lived in up. Massachusetts. It was just the same shit. Okay. And his dad was every bit, I mean, he was, from what I've heard, worse. Is he the one that passed away? No. Or was it your his, mom's dad? No, his, his mom passed away. His mom passed away. Okay. Which is weird because every time I lose somebody that's like close to me in life, it's at an American Income Life office. <laughs> wow. Every, every time. It's weird. It's when you're in the AIL office? Yeah. I... I like you're here in, in work. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, work, dude, we work 24-7. So. No, no. When I worked for my dad, I found out about his mom, too. Oh, okay. And then I like went in. Well, did you have a relationship with her? Yes. Okay, she was that's a saint. What, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now, do you have all your other grandparents still? Yeah. My 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 mom's mom, um, her husband, it's a weird situation. They're never technically married. But he's been my grandpa forever, but he's not my biological grandpa. Mm. My mom didn't know who her dad, my, again, personal, but he, she didn't know who her dad was for a very long time. And I would say within the last six years, I still haven't met the dude, but she's a great family. You know, they, they finally reached each other somehow, yeah. maybe through social media, Facebook or something. Is she's, what, is she, what is her nationality? Uh, it, it goes back and forth. She'll tell you Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. She, from what my standpoint is, she's half Puerto Rican, half Mexican. Okay. Does she yell at you when you say that? Like no, okay, no. It's just it's in, in the Hispanic community, and obviously I'm, I don't know how many people are going to be watching this and how many comments I might get on this, but uh, we have one viewer on my TikTok live right now. <laughs> For anybody I think that it's Justin that is a huge fan of this, ten years from now, and just wants to start from the beginning, I guess. Um, you know, with, with like Hispanic people, like Mexicans are kind of like looked at as. I don't, I'm not as prim and proper, I guess, is the best way I could put it versus like maybe like someone from Spain. España, senor. Vamos, rápido. So I don't know if that's a shame My thing. Spanish is fire. Yeah. I know you've been learning it. Was I've been it? doing a little bit every day. Duolingo and then just trying to like engage with like we got a few Spanish speakers now just I've trying to speak lo- Spanish. I've been picking it back up. Yeah. I need to, I need to do it. I figure if we do a little bit, it's like jujitsu. If you do a little bit for the next 10, 15 years, Compound you become a black belt. Yeah. Yeah. Just do a little bit every day. People like think they need to get the whole world accomplished when it comes to their dreams. It's like, I need to do this today or I'm a failure. Like shut, I, I used shut to have up. That uh, everybody does. And yeah. it's really because of the way the world is because we, we just absolutely like... If, if it's even a word like glamorify or like we just like it's just instant gratification instant gratification but with social media and the way media portrays everything yeah nobody posts the shit yes everybody posts the glory yep Every, like all you see is the Instagram. cars the houses the sexy body you know what i mean like all the sexy shit you didn't see the mud you, you don't see yeah. the shit you yeah. know what i mean like just fucking crying and what Everybody quitting there, really. and going broke and like getting rich and going broke and getting rich and going broke. And that's how fucking business works. You know what I mean? That's how your dreams work. Like you get some money, you lose some money. You get yeah. some money, you lose some money. You get some money, you invest some money. You get some people, you lose some people. You, it's just a fucking like cycle. And that's why it's so important with the self-development because like despite the world being up and down. There's equilibrium. Inside. You develop the stability to not be up and down. It's right. Like, we're up. Awesome. We're up. We're down. Awesome. We're down. I'm going to keep pushing yeah. forward. Fuck I've, it. I've already been down before. Fuck. It's, it's cool. Yeah, dude. Um, should, we, should we just keep going no, back to... We're, we're going to build this story, dude. We're going to build this story. So you and your dad. 
Yeah. So uh, we moved away from Connecticut to keep it simple in the middle of seventh grade. Now, living in Connecticut. It's, and that's the day you got a promotion? That's when he partnered with Tom Williams down in uh, South Florida, Pompano Beach. Uh, so we moved down there and very, very different culture shock because it was very whitewashed. Yeah. Up in Connecticut, obviously. It was yeah. in the Northeast. Then you became a Florida boy. That's probably what gave you your street smarts because you got some street Absolutely. smarts for sure. Absolutely. Uh, because even in like middle school, it, and like South Florida isn't like the type of place where there's like gangs or anything like that. You sure? Well, not not to like the most part. It's not a huge. Like, there are, but it's not a huge part of the culture. Where like if you go to, like L.A., huge part of the culture. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like gangs now, in L.A. Yeah, bloods, cribs. I mean, I get. I can see that, especially now with like how homeless that state is. Yeah, I mean, same thing here in, in Chi-Town, GDs, BDs, all that stuff. But uh, even in middle school, like, everybody wanted to be the biggest drug dealer. Um, so, I mean, that kind of got me involved um, just in smoking weed. I've been smoking, or I was smoking weed. Uh, stopped, like, a, almost a year ago. Um, at, like, 13. I remember I'm still boys. He's, like, a family friend brother of mine. His name is Anthony. I'm going to go visit him by uh, Christmas time. But he's the one that got me my first blunt, and then that, I can't even imagine the amount of money. That's how, like, every kid is. It's, like, you, it's like real young. Mm-hmm. You know, you're like, oh, meet this kid, this, that, the other. So you guys moved to South Florida. He got the promotion. Yep. Was it, like, a big jump in life, or was it was a few years of grinding? No, it was, it was just a, it was a big jump in life, definitely. We moved into a very nice house, um, and we, we stayed in the, it was like, it's shaped like a horseshoe. It's a gated community that's filled with other communities, if that makes any sense, like sub-communities. And the first house we lived in was actually very, very nice in comparison to a lot of people's houses, obviously. But, like, over time, just getting bigger and bigger houses within that same community, it's, it's huge if you think about it. It's probably eight football fields long something crazy like that there's a clubhouse on each side it was a very very that was your house no the 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 gated community oh, okay yeah yeah so there's a lot of space there's clubhouses on both sides there was every amenity you could really think of yeah it was a lot of biking around but like a lot of shit that you can get into really too because down in florida like i, I keep telling my boys that because they want to come with me to come visit florida for christmas i'm like if you're just in the right place at the right time like you can meet a billionaire and you'll be in a penthouse for the night, or you can meet the biggest, largest drug dealer and have guns pointed at you. I've had both. <laughs> <laughs> I've had both. No, um, I've been in similar situations, I guess. Yeah. Not the same night. No, no, not the same night. Yeah. But. So you guys start living it up down there, mm-hmm. and then does your bio dad reach out at all? No, so I was going to say, so since when I turned 13 on my birthday, I'll never forget this. My mom was driving me to the mall to pick up some clothes for school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I was just sitting there looking out the window. And I guess it's just mother's intuition. But she just looked at me and she's like. What's wrong? No. She was like, he didn't call you, did he? Yeah. Like, he, yeah, he didn't say happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't call you, did he? And I just look at her and like, kind of like, and I was, I've, I've always been a little bit emotional. If I got it to a little teary eyed and she, and I was like, no. So I had to listen to the next well, 20 I mean, minutes. Imagine. Yeah. Fucking 13. Right. Um, but I. I had to listen to the next, like, 20, 30 minutes of her calling him and just absolutely fucking ripping him. Oh, yeah. asshole. Especially um, Puerto Rican ladies. Oh, dude, my mom's crazy. And your mom's just a strong-willed woman. Very much. Like, and, and I think that's because 
in her mind, you know, raising a, a boy. Well, she's an, I, I feel like we could really call your mom an entrepreneur too. You know what I mean? Because like, if yeah. you're the wife of an entrepreneur, he's yes. working 24 seven. So you're working 24 seven. Cause yeah. not only are you supporting that, but you're raising a family of, amongst all those other tasks and all the behind the scenes mm -hmm. support. Like I know your mom could, could rip a presentation. I see her, you know, actively recruiting and just doing so many things. She does people, you know what I mean? That, yeah. that people don't like really take into consideration of like, it's not that it's just like easy, but it is easy. It's mm -hmm. just taking reps and taking shots. So it's like, I think that's, that's a really valuable thing. People don't take into consideration is like the, the spouse of an entrepreneur, yes. husband, wife, whoever it is, the, they're both entrepreneurs. Lifestyle. They both have to have that same mindset. It's absolutely a lifestyle. So she's ripping his ass. And he calls me. I don't answer because, of course, I'm just like, fuck you, dude. Mm -hmm. it, it took, you know, my mom bitching you out for 30 minutes for you just to... You could have sent me a text. Yeah. Um, or just a fucking card. You didn't even have to yeah. conversate with me if you don't want to. But, like, progressively over time before that, he, like, gradually stopped talking to me less mm -hmm. and less. And then that happened. And then from then, it was seven years. Seven years until I came into contact with him again. Yeah. And I reached out. Yep. That's uh, the same with my dad. Exactly. So... Over that time frame, I mean, that was a major part of it, but it wasn't all of it, uh, where I went into major depression. Yeah. Uh, chronic. Um, and that, and that's why. So we probably like, we probably like, were like really similar because like how our stories were like. Yes. I remember bawling my eyes out the day my dad went to jail. Yep. And then like, I don't know if I got like one call, like I think I got like one call from him, mm -hmm. but it was really just him blaming me on him being in jail. <laughs> and now I'm like 11 and I'm like, that's not a like, laughing matter, but it is a laughing matter. Yeah, dude. So, so I think I could have gone the same cause I was crying every day. I'm 11 years old. My dad blamed jail on me. My mom just got out of jail. Right. And I'm like, man, I really am horrible. I think the reason he had blamed me is because when I was in counseling while he was under, under prosecution and my mom was in jail, like I basically had no pa parents. Right. They were like, are there any guns in the house? I'm like, yeah, we hunt. And I yeah. guess he wasn't allowed to have any guns. Uh, and so he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he blamed. So he, I, I guess I that mean, was like a piece of it. Right? Like, no, dude, 98% <laughs> was like, if you look them up, it's like all FBI. It's like FBI, FBI, FBI. And it's, it's like wire fraud and, and all types of files. Yeah. So it's like, and there's like, there's pieces of it. It's like, guns <laughs> i'm like all right well that's not my i didn't bring the guns and i'm old. Yeah, i right. was nine right i right. didn't go out and be like let's get an ak-47 now to be fair did he ever tell you not to like if some white guy shows up at the door i mean he was he, i mean he was nuts you know what i mean but like i never got like we never workshopped it we should have role played it yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> you should have got it on film terrible coach but yeah <laughs> i can see where like where we were probably in similar emotional you know, when when children like lose parents or damage parental relationships real young, I feel like it's very damaging internally. Abandonment issues. Abandonment issues and just like, you know, like Trust. I don't do well with compliments. You don't do well with compliments. I, I, I don't praise. want gifts and shit like that. Yeah. Like I, I like to give. Same. You know what I mean? I like to be alone. Yep. I don't expect anybody to really stay. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Oh my god. Because both my parents went away, so I was like, all right, this, this motherfucker ain't gonna stay in my life. Mm -hmm. But it makes his business really easy for me. Because uh, if you someone know, leaves, you're not. Yeah. You don't have that attachment. I'm not. I was never. I was like, oh man. I mean, you know it's all mean? love, but it's it's not. I've gotten that. a lot better though, because you can you can get kind of pessimistic with it, opposed yes. to optimistic, where you're just like, oh, they're gonna leave. Where it's like now, I'm like, look, leave or don't leave, I'm gonna love them. It's all good, and that's with everybody in my life. Yeah. But I think the route I took was the anger route. I feel like you that can, that's the difference the, between me. And, and you. I went I went down like, I want to kill. Like I remember like just thinking about like I was like a very angry kid, like just thinking about like just 
borderline really like messing people up. Like I started fighting like th that same year, like my, my fourth grade, fifth grade year is the first year I got ISS. Mm -hmm. And ever since then, I never stayed in one school for more than two years because I was getting kicked out. Right. So I feel like we, we relate there. Yeah. I mean, for me, like it was the depressive episode and I was like from there, there on, I was very much an empathetic person. Mm -hmm. I was always very big and especially in like middle school and going into the beginning of high school, I was a, like, I was playing football and I was a lot larger and a lot more in shape than I am now. People would be scared of me and intimidated. Yep. I don't know if it was just because of the looks I already always had because I was fucked up in the head too. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I had thoughts, but I never I acted on it because honestly, one of my greatest fears was like, what if I like actually hurt somebody? Yeah. That that's that was one of my greatest fears. Yep. So that's why I never really got into fights. But also, I was such an empathetic person that I would well, law of attraction. I would meet other people that have similar issues or yep. just issues in general, and I would be able to help them work through it, even though I couldn't work through my own shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're the best therapist until it comes to you. Exactly. <laughs> it's like this is great advice, but I'm not going to take it. Right. Um, and yeah, I think that's that. But that led to me being able to be that therapist for myself yeah it's it takes a long time because i i didn't want to take medication uh-huh i i hated therapy dude that medication i think is the death yes and like a root of all evil because big pharma i mean you got to take into consideration the billions if not trillions of dollars that go through the controlled medical system of not only like billions. our nation but the world and it doesn't make sense to me but it does because i'm like well how would you want to get rich create a problem an infinite problem and the infinite solution yep. is this temporary medication that only makes you sicker yep. and you need more of it and you get insanely rich. And yep. it's like, oh, but the drug dealers are selling these drugs, but we're going to send them to jail forever if they sell these drugs, but we're going to sell these drugs. Right. You know what I mean? Like Adderall, it's methamphetamine. But if you're selling meth, you are going to jail for yep. a long time. And like, I do not understand what confuses me is like how was weed legal now in some states recreationally yeah and there's people that have served like l like life sentences basically still in. and still in jail like right that makes zero sense Aspect. every single one of them i believe should be like Party. unless uh, like unless there was some type of violent you yeah. know where they killed people hurt people or Gun something charges. you know what i mean like that that's also associated with that but like right. if it's just like hey a few grams and you're going to jail for life it's like what the dude holy yeah. hell and then you and then and then it's like I've had people and then i like listen to rogan and everything like that and it's like these purified substances like pure forms of like where their studies of pure forms of heroin and cocaine aren't as destructive as made out to be mm -hmm. and then you find like the the same traces of the of the drug in nature and right? not only in nature but in the drugs that are prescription are prescribed yeah. it's just so it's, cleaner meth it's just <laughs> it's just cleaner meth or it's just it's our meth is what and so my mind's like so this is just a month so it's like it's so unfair you know what i mean where it's like right if you guys want just legalize it i think i don't know you know to the extent of organ but like legalize it and just tax it if you guys want your money out of it. it's just so greedy and, and disgusting i mean there's me. there's extremists with that shit too because there's people that are like just legalize all of it yeah but if it's like a lot of those drugs like legitimately do fucking really fuck up your life yeah. and all that and your mentality. Um, but also, I mean, speaking of Rogan, um, the reason I was, I was in, I was got into weed and everything. I use it as an emotional crutch. Yeah. Cause I, not to, I always say this, but not to toot my own horn. I put it a different way when I talk to people, 
you know, not to suck my own dick. Was yeah. what I said, but not to toot my own horn, but like I've always known that I was a very intelligent person growing up. Yeah, you know, you actually are really fucking smart. But like when I was two years old, I was telling my mom I was a genius. Growing up, though, meeting other people that are very smart, I'm like, okay, now it's not that I'm a genius. It's that there's other, there's many, many forms of intelligence. Yeah. Because uh, there's, uh, there's a lot of shit that I'm just dumb at. Um, but I had to use it as an emotional crutch because it got me out of my head. Yeah. Of the constant flow of negative energy in my head and in and, and my like aura as in general. Yeah. So and then like a redirection. Yes. And for you to like kind of like guide yourself in a way, but redirecting yourself through that through that period of time in your life. I mean, it's almost like, you know, if you have ADHD and you're taking Ritalin, where yeah. it's just your the buzzing in your head stops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so that's what it became, but then but then it became habit, which is it was fine. It's not a terrible habit. But um also, I met a lot of great people through it. And then that's the thing. It's like a lot of my friend groups was just based off you weed. You will find a lot of like, and people call them hippies and like lackadaisical. But then it's like a lot of these very successful individuals that, that, that we, we observe, like, like Musk, you yeah. know what I mean? Just, just hitting it on, hitting on, hitting on Rogan. But it's like, same deal. It's like, dude. You, you think that was a PR play? It could have been a PR play because it, it like his business dropped 6%, but then it went up like 60% over the next quarter. So it's right. like, it could have been. But I, I, I find more more than now, anything can be abused. You know what I mean? You could abuse sugar. You can abuse... Well, I mean, he... he well, speaking of, like, Elon, he, like, he, he did, like, the... He was like, I'm going to make the stock $420.69 for, <laughs> just for the fucking meme of it. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised just how intelligent he is. He, he probably thought about that shit beforehand. That's what I think as well. It's like, oh, dude. You know, he could have just... This could have been just a play. You yeah. know what I mean? To just kind of drive his biz. Right. But, but I think... I think good people are just good people regardless. Yes. You know what I mean? You're going to relate to them and such like that. So that point in your life, that would be maybe like for me, like where I look back at people's life where there's like, like, like just breaking points. You yes. know what I mean? Where you're like, that's, that was a critical moment in my life that set the course of my life. Absolutely. Right. Yep. So I feel like, would you say that was your first one? When my dad didn't call me? Basically, like that, that, like, cause it's, yes. this is a very vivid memory. It's a lot of emotion, a lot. Like, yeah. would, th would that be like your first, like? Yeah. Um, cause it, it really set me on a track. And, you know, now that I'm a believer in Christ and all of that, I, and that's, that's kind of weird to me too, because when we all kind of came together and like, obviously I was really heavy on it and I was, I was basically forcing you guys to come to church, Almost. which was, which was weird. You know, as I look back, I'm like, it's kind of weird. Um, culty. <laughs> culty for sure. But now to see like you, some of you guys naturally like just explore whatever the hell you want to believe in. You know, and you, you're going to hear us swearing. So I, I don't, I don't want anybody to send me a bunch of DMs and you do he, not believe in Jesus. It's like, look, man, I do believe it. Yeah, exactly. F bombs. Exactly. So it's like, I, we do believe, you know what I mean? Yes. And, and if, if this is a guy we believe in and he has this grace, we're hoping we're not getting sent to hell for that. <laughs> but it's not an excuse for like, we, like I, I want to do better. I'm going to do better. Yeah. Continue to grow stuff like that. But it's cool to see all that breakdown that was a critical moment and then it expanded into so the, all of this yeah so it it went down a negative path um i don't tell but me, that's perspective was well, it a negative path or did you learn like as you reflect it, well did you at, learn at the time it was negative like i don't regret anything no me either because it made me who i am today and i've and I, I i've as far as i believe especially within this company and since i came with you like i've i've been developing probably dozens of agents Dozens. Since, you, like, since I've been with you. It's so crazy to think like my biggest fear is like 
can this person survive? Not financially. I know it's going to be up and down financially just for all. Mentally. Like, it's just, but it's just the mental. So it's the days are so long, but the years are so fast. It's already been over a year. Mm-hmm. But again, it, it feels like an eon. It feels like a thousand years. We've slaved and prayed and cried and, you know, smiled and broke records and, and had to rally together and, yep. and break bread and figure out how we were going to make it to the next week. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> and, and we still got years ahead of us to hit that that next critical point of like, we're going to be helping others go through that. And we're going to have like a big enough nest egg where it's like, it's not even really relevant. Like I, I can think of myself, like even over, over these last four years, grossing $2 million, it's still like, what dude we yeah it's like it's like a lot we make a lot of money but at the same time people don't realize how much we invest back into others back in the company and just yep. like growing you know ourselves so i think of that and i think of just kind of relating to, to where you're at like it's not nothing's ever not worth it yes even though if you could go back and change things like we, we would all go back and change so much i mean yeah, but it made us who we are yeah so i don't know what would i change nothing you really know? i was gonna ask you though um did you like since we were so similar growing up did you ever, like, because when I was extremely depressed, one, my parents didn't believe me. They mm-hmm. was like, what, what the fuck do you have to be sad about? I'm well, like, well, that's you got to realize depression really wasn't like a legitimate term for their, their day and age. Exactly. So I wonder how mental health was handled for, for people that truly were depressed or experienced like schizophrenia or, or bipolar, just mental health in general. Like, yeah. I wonder how that was like treated because you, you figure your parents, they're like my parent, my, my mom's age, like that's not something that. Well, even like the late, like the sixties, like, like mental hospitals were absolutely, like they were prisons and they were yeah. horrible. Just like an asylum, basically. Shock therapy and all that. Crazy and stuff. it was never like a real, like, uh, and especially if there wasn't like massive trauma, then people just completely exclude it. Yeah. I agree with, I, I think there's a certain balance of like self-development and loving yourself and taking care of yourself, working out and doing certain things that can really almost like completely eradicate and help you grow out of that. Right. But I think there's there's some chemical things that like I tell you like you know, I think this this needs more professional assistance. Yeah. And I'm not going to excuse or deny that because I I 100% believe it's legitimate experiencing it with with my with my ex and her family and her, you know, going through through suicides. You you've been close to suicides in in, yeah. in your family and it's like it's a real thing. Yeah. You know I what mean, I mean? Because uh, your brain's not wired to do that. No. Like when you go to hold your breath, like and everything like Self that. Self preservation. Like, yeah. You like yes. any like you, your brain is not wired to, to to end yourself. No. And that and that's and that's funny. But we'll we'll get to that. But um, I was gonna say that like they didn't believe me, and they're like, "What reason do you have?" Yeah. There's, exactly. There's no fucking reason. Yeah. It, it, tell tell me what the reason is that I'm feeling this way. That everything <laughs> yeah. is gray. Um, but went through that, you know, smoked a bunch of weed, all of that. I, I met friends and they would support me and all of that sort of stuff. Um, getting into college, um, getting kind of used to the hippie lifestyle. Cause I was in Tallahassee. Yeah. If you've, if you ever go to, you've, that, you've been that in That was my biggest, yeah, it was one of my biggest, that's where I trained Sam. One of my bigger months was yeah. down there in Tallahassee. I love Tallahassee. And I don't know if you like, I, cause obviously when you're working, it's different, like experiencing the, the area, but it's literally half country and half hippie. Yeah. So like a lot of my friends there were hippies. They rock climbed. They played banjo and guitar and all that yeah. type of stuff. So I got into ass, and that's why I was saying, speaking of Rogan. Yeah. So um, I guess just getting deep into it because I don't really care about sharing personal stuff about myself. But I went through three months straight of just acid every single day. Yeah, the psychedelics. Yeah, and I honestly think it was like a controlled insanity. Yeah. Because at the end of it. Like, it's like I, Sam's ayahuasca. Yeah. But that's controlled, though. 
Yeah. Because there's a, a shaman or spirit guide or whatever the fuck you call it. But like that, I just had my cokehead friend. Yeah. Would just give me, just feed me acid. And honestly, coming out of it, like it's a lot of epiphanies. It's and growing into that, it was a lot. You have to be mentally stable enough. And I've gone through enough at that point that I was mentally stable enough to handle it. Yeah. And the like, you'd like calloused up. Like it's not exactly. that you completely healed, but it was like you had gone and survived and, and gone through so much where it was like there was a level of tolerance where you were stable enough. Plus, I wanted to be better. Yeah. So I wanted to get out of it. And then it just became like, you know, look, like whatever happened, happened. All of it is not, it's the uncontrollable. So I can't control my, my dad. Yeah. I can't control the decisions he made. Yeah. But I can control what I do from here on out. Yeah. And that's what it, that's it really key. became. Now, obviously I wasn't disciplined and everything, but like, and at that point as well, like not even just mentally and spiritually, physically, I was really fucked up. I was broken. I've told you this before, but like sitting, standing, laying down, I was always uncomfortable. Up until now, it's taken me two years just to feel comfortable again, just being in my own body. Yes. My shoulders were off. My neck was off. My hips were off. I had yep. to have a chiropractor. I had to go to the doctor where I learned about other things, like I was deficient in vitamins. And uh, just because I was so depressed, and I had another depressive episode in college where I was almost bedridden outside of school and work. Yep. Um, a lot of people actually experience a lot of mental health issues in, in college because people don't take into consideration the the expectations placed yes. on young adults transitioning into the real world yep. of get your shit together so you can be independent now, but independent. Yeah. Almost, you know, sooner than later, but the independency compared to 20, 30, 40 years ago, people don't realize the rate of inflation. Mm -hmm. It's a lot different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like back then you could move out and make two grand a month and, and sustain yourself. If fine. you don't make like two grand a week now, and people think I'm like, like bullshit, but like you cannot like live, have a car, eat good food, okay food, and make less than like a grand a week. Easily, no. You Especially I mean? like, like where we live right now. Yeah, and so it's like, and and you ask most adults, they're not making four four grand a month. You right. know what I mean? Like they're probably three four grand a month. But like, because because we work with the blue collar, you know, demographic. So these are adults, thirty four, and they need one another, or they got to like move back in with mom. You know yep. what I mean? It's like yeah, we're going. It's not even like really like hard times. It's just the way the the way the economy is now, like. You got to make so there's no way you can go from high school to making two three grand a week unless you're in sales, and then yep. you got you have to sell your life to that though. Exactly. Like I don't know where you can go out and get into sales unless you're connected, and have like and like like say you're you were connected to the to the extent you were. Yeah. But it was handed to you, and the thing that I respect your dad, you know, you know, Miss Zoffin, is that you know he hasn't really like handed you like I've never been handed yeah, shit. Like you work for <laughs> it, and that's what builds your character as well. And I. I I don't think I'm. I'm not going to hand my my kids are obviously going to grow up a lot better than I did, which which right. is easy. I mean, basically, a fucking dog. Yeah. You know what I mean with with a home. <laughs> basically, <laughs> would, would grow up better than me, but nah. But I, I I see that as like respectable, and I see that in you. Mm -hmm. And then I think you know with all of that, and it, and then the experiences with that, like what what were some of like the? Did you see anything like crazy or hear anything like a major epiphany that like really? like stuck out to you like i'm excited to get sam to really dive into the ayahuasca experience just to know like what what was that like what you know what i mean so for you i mean like like i was just saying it was the the fact that I, like i can't keep blaming other people yeah like there's there's got to be a, a point in time and of course my parents preach this to me and, I, and like i was just saying earlier it's like how do we 
get like instill this into our new people that are very young but it, it like it's the same thing for my parents like how can we instill this idea of like get the fuck over it <laughs> almost yeah like it, it's it's your life it's you know it's what you want it to be and you can either get it done or just continue to to just live and lie down and let life happen yes um but outside of that it was just like like what what's my purpose like I, I've, t- I've we've talked about how I have an issue with identifying that purpose and that why passion. and bringing clarity yes. to the passion, to the purpose, connecting it all. Because w- with the depression stuff, like that's where like, you know, and I'll talk to my, about my cousin later, but, um, it like silences the, yeah, your own value. Mm-hmm. Because when you get into like suicidal thoughts, like it's almost like your existence becomes invalid. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. But also going through that suffering, like I was saying with it, like being empathetic, you never want to see somebody else or like be the cause or anything like that of somebody else going through that type of suffering. Yeah. Cause it, it's legitimate. It was terrible, terrible suffering. So that's why like I try to be as uplifting as possible to other people and do my best to get them through whatever they're going through and give as much advice as I can and whatever it is. And, and that's like when I've, like I've told you, like my leadership style is like, I always do more for other people than I'll do for myself. And obviously at this point, like, you know, like, like and say you're like, seeing how far that's getting you with yes. how quickly you've been or with how, with the, with, with a short amount of time you've been here, how quickly you've really developed not only yourself, but a team is yeah. in direct correspondence with your ability to build the relationship you have with yourself and then with your team. Yes. How well can you love yourself is a direct reflection of then you loving your team and others. So they go hand in hand and they go hand in hand with your success of helping others get what they want. You're going to get what you want. Yeah. Now, now that's now I'm starting to like profit off of it. Yeah. It it took a good eight months. Yeah. Fine. And and it's going to take another eight years to see like real, real, like a huge spike of like, Mm -hmm. sure, you make a couple hundred thousand next year, but like. Uh, like like a decade from now when it's like a couple million and renewals and investments and you know we're getting houses in certain places and vacation houses and taking trips with people and real real all these seeds will really start to come to fruition and you'll really be able to experience the fruits from all of it but i I think also as and one of my favorite things to bring up is like you know music and movies and like so what was the music for you growing up like what what were the things that you latched onto that kind of like i would say Honestly, hip hop. Yeah, uh, is really what Dave I... was big in it. Old <laughs> hip hop. It's so weird seeing yeah. seeing you guys just blast Biggie and Tupac. Yeah, that's like all he listens Easy to. Easy E, NWA. You yeah. too, though. Like, and like not just the, like just the like cornball almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it ain't just like the standout songs. Like you you guys know songs. Like you guys are cultured. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, and I don't know if that was Florida. I think that's just in general. I feel like they've no. always been on it. I feel like you always been on it. Like I, I, before I wanted to get into cooking, I wanted to be a music engineer and actually get into that lifestyle because music was also outside of pot. Music was my, my, my other crutch where I can just sit here and listen and kind of just like, it just takes me, it, it fills the noise in my head, essentially. Um, Hip hop, like I just love the culture of it. I, you know, just the, the, almost the skill set of it, the respect, all of that. Um, and I would just look up artists. I would listen to entire discographies and find people. Yeah, find yep. people. I would. Uh, so, I would who, go on what was your Twitter. favorite? Like, what? Like, what helped you get through? Like, what? What did you click on? Like, a few songs I could think of. Like, uh, I'm like the man or something by Aloe Black or something. That was one of my favorite songs growing up. That helped me push. One, one I remember that actually kind of got me through it. Uh, and this is funny because at that time period, that was when we were still in Connecticut. 
I had my, I think, no, just both of my sisters. The older of my two younger sisters were born. Are they? By with half, si half Okay, so they're day. I'm the I'm the only one from my biological parents. Okay, so and then and the I'm the oldest of six out of four parents. You're the there's, there, yeah. So my real dad and my stepmom have two boys. Okay, so then you have two other half siblings. Yes, and then you got your two half sisters, and those Three. are day. I was I was just saying at the time in Connecticut, there two of them were born. The other one was born in Florida. So, so you have you oh so you have, you have thirteen or fourteen year old sister right yes okay <coughs> oldest one's ASU I just saw her the other day right yeah and then the middle one is that Brooke or Taylor brown both hair both at ASU no so Brooke was there blonde yeah the yes. one at ASU yes yeah so it's Brooke Taylor Taylor is in her junior or senior year. It's funny because I'm like the black sheep of my family. Like yeah. outside, like even like selling my, my my soul to this to this deal. Even before that, I was always gone from my family. Yeah, college never that. Like before college, I was I was kicked out of my house for it was supposed to be for like three days, turned into eight months, and that's when I when I saw <laughs> your my, ass so stubborn. Though. He was probably that like literally hey, was me being stubborn. Like, All right, how about eight years? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. That that was that was the turning point in my life. That was another critical? Yes. Okay. Because I was working for my dad, right? This was at the end of 2014. Yeah. Selling in Florida. Yep. Uh, right. This is when I heard school. about you, too. Really? Yeah, because I went in 2018, August. So I'm almost a year into the company. I'm 19, and I won some top producer something, and they, they flew us out to Globe Life Stadium, the old yeah, stadium. And you met my pops. And I met your pops and your mom, and she was like, I got, you know, a boy, he's 19, 20, he's, he's uh, going to college in Tallahassee. Mm -hmm. He just worked with us, did really well, but he's, you know, pursuing some of his education. <laughs> right. That's yeah, that's, I mean. I did not do very well, if we're being real honest. I, don't know, I was not disciplined enough. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, she said just like, there was a little lack of discipline, but like, popped off some sales, you were getting referrals. Yeah, you know, like, I knew the, I knew the deal. Yeah. Like, I had a lot of mentors. Yeah, absolutely. Because I, I just kept fucking around and my dad would just put me with different MGAs. Um, but yeah, I mean like it, I did the thing and you know, you know, the field, Yeah, it, it's completely different. Like half the people we're with, who we're still in the field, wouldn't be here. Yeah. Uh, like they, they wouldn't be able to do it. No, but, not at all. Um, for what I did, like, yeah, for being right out of high school, not disciplined at all, I still got results and I learned a lot. Um, but Christmas time, I went to go visit my mom's mom in Texas. Yeah. Um, while I was gone, and before that, my buddy Anthony that I was just talking about, he was living with us because he came to be an agent too. Yeah. Um, my, my parents bought him like a five grand Acura, bought him a car, got him the job. And then like, I, I've told you about how my dad did uh, leads. He would get like 4,000 child safe, which yeah. viewers that are outside this company don't know what that is. But they're harder leads. And we couldn't, we didn't have enough leads to schedule our own schedules, like full schedules. Yeah. And they wouldn't let us leave until we had 10. Yeah. So we would just combine, <laughs> combine the two. Yeah. And then we would like, we would drop off one of our cars at our local Walmart and then we would just hop in one and then we would just go run the sits ourselves, like both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, but essentially he was living with us. We had a fat ass gas room that he enjoyed, but we left a bong essentially on my toilet because I had a bathroom in my room. Yeah. And that was found while I was gone. And then I got a call saying I'm a piece of shit, which I, which I was. Yeah. Because that was not the first time. 
at all. Oh, okay. Like I have been wa- toilet bomb. No, not even just that. Just smoking. Yeah. Weed in the house or and, and all that. Like I was a bad kid. You know? Like obviously I, I should have just respected my parents. Yeah. But um, uh, of course, like I was like, well, fuck you guys then. Like if you're going to kick me out while I'm in a completely different state, then I'm not coming back. Say less. Yeah. I had two hundred dollars to my name and a suitcase full of clothes. I was with my grandma who lived in the ghetto in Texas, in Waco, Texas. Um, and she did not have a lot of money and all of that. And before I left to get on the airplane and stuff, I texted my real dad. Let him know, hey, I'm going to go see Mima, which is my mom's mom. Um, I don't know what you're doing in life, but I'll be in Texas. Let me know. Um, and during that time, when essentially I got that call and saying that I'm, I'm essentially staying... I was looking for a job and all that. So my grandma, who didn't have a lot of money, didn't have to fucking support my 19-year-old ass. But um, my dad said, yeah, I'll, I'll come meet you guys. So my grandma was gracious enough to, to drive like an hour and a half, two hours to meet halfway. Um, and we met at, met at an outlet store. It was like a Nike outlet. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I remember that I was like looking for him because I remember him being skinny with almost like hair like mine. I need a haircut, but he had curlier black hair. But then I saw this guy with a gut and a red beard and no hair come in. And that was, that was my dad. <laughs> um, gave me a hug and like throughout my depression and everything, like thinking of it, I was like, what the fuck do I do if I ever see him again? Yeah. Did you ever think that with your dad? It's like, what if I ever like see him again now, especially since he went the angry route? Cause I was thought to like, do I fucking hit him? Do I cry? Do I, do I pretend like nothing happened? Do I address it? Yeah. Yeah, no, was, my, that like, was a very weird, weird my, time. My thought was just a big life insurance policy. <laughs> well, I mean, at that time, yeah, you were with the company. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but, yeah, make it up to me by 3,000 ALP. That'll, that'll do it. No, but it cashing out is me the primary beneficiary. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, but, uh, <laughs> but no. Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but, uh, Okay, so you're you're up to that point. How did so? Where did you guys go from there? So I went to the the plan was for me to go stay with him for like a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the ride there, he was like, you know, what's been going on with you, like, yeah, and all that, like acting like shit was fucking normal. Like you haven't, like it's not like you haven't reached out to me for seven years. Yeah, that's how my dad. And be. that absolutely fucking infuriated you. I don't even know if it was fury. Like I didn't know what to think or feel. Yeah, or just like, uh, I was like in a comatose state. Like, I was like, yeah, what the uh, hell is going on? <laughs> but he was just acting really normal, which kept the situation calm. But like, I didn't know what the fuck to think. But I, I told him like, you know, here's what happened. I was living with Meemaw. Meemaw doesn't have a lot of money. I don't want to put a lot of burden on her. And he was like, well, like I've been waiting all this time for you to come live with me. So come, just come do that. I was like, well, I had $200 in my name and I only have a suitcase, which is in the trunk of the car. So, like, it's not like I'm missing anything. So, I was like, well, I don't want to put the burden on her. So, like, even though it's not what I want, it's yeah. a very stressful, emotional situation. I'm like, I'd rather just do that for my grandma, which kind of ties back to, like, I'll do more for other people than I'll yeah. do for myself. Um, so... <laughs> Got to his house. He had a really nice house. He was, he was, he had a, he was telling me like he had a very hard life after like me being 13 and all that. Like got real into drinking. He, he did pretty much every drug you could ever think of. Yeah. He had a, he has a deviated septum from all the blow he did and all that. Has, he had a bunch of issues. Can't drink anymore because of his kidneys. Mm-hmm. So, um, he was doing well. He's in sales too. He works for, he worked for 
McAfee. I don't know if I can say that on here. But, um, yeah, he worked for McAfee. He was also in sales, which is funny. And he was a cook for 10 years. So I was literally the spitting fucking image of the person that I guess I hated. Yeah. Which, yeah, it is what it is. But he put me in my, at that time, two-year-old brother's room, which <laughs> is, the, the bed was probably almost like maybe three inches wider than this couch mm-hmm. and probably a good foot, foot and a half shorter. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's how I lived for like six and a half, seven months. Um, my my parents, my, my mom and my stepdad, they're health nuts. So I was never allowed to like eat a bunch of junk food and all of that. But he didn't give a fuck. So yeah. I was like, well, fuck them. I can do whatever I want now. So I ate whatever I want. I, I got to the heaviest I ever was. I was 250. Yeah. 5'8", uh, 5'9". Five, five, um, and then I woke up one morning, and I think you're going to think this is funny. But I woke up one morning, and I looked down, and I just saw my gut. And I was like, fuck, dude. Like, <laughs> I know I can do whatever I want, but this is, mu- this is a little too much. <laughs> so I got on a diet. I put myself on a diet. I only drink water, cut out, like, soda and all that type of shit. And I, he had some, like, just loose weights laying around, like, just shitty weights. And I, like, I didn't want to spend time. I hate my stepmom. Uh, and my dad, it was weird. Love my brothers to death. They're very, they were very cute kids. But I, I just lifted weights and watched, you, watched YouTube and just stayed in my hole, which is how I was when I was with my mom and my stepdad. My room was my cave. And, my, and yeah. that's what I was going to ask you is like, did you have like, and I know you have like your office now, but like, is that like what you thought of as like your safe space? Like, I guess. Yeah. My room. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's how I felt. It was like, this is my space. Leave me the fuck alone. I'm going to get better. Yeah. And I lost... I think like forty five pounds. Oh, that's huge! And and within like a two to three month span. Yeah, and pretty much like as shredded as I could be at that time. Um, had a falling out with my stepmom. Uh, did not go well. It's not very mu- appropriate to talk about on on here. Yeah. I don't think I've ever told you that story. We'll we'll get closer no, over I... time to tell you that story. But essentially, it came to the conclusion where I could not stay there any longer. Yeah, I quickly because my dad was at work at the time and then he found out and he called me he's like what the fuck happened and i was like ah <laughs> threw all my shit in my suitcase panicked uh he came home right before i was about to leave yeah because he bought me like this five thousand dollar 2001 mitsubishi galant v6 old grandma car it was a really cool car at the time but um he caught me before he's like wait wait stop we can work this out i'm like no no we can't nope gotta go so rushed past them, threw my shit in my trunk, and just sped away right back to my grandma's place. Mom called me, you know, essentially it was my fuck up. But she was like, all right, well, time to come back. Came back within about six to eight months of me being back, because I started community college when I got back. Uh, my dad got the, the call to become vice president, because mm-hmm. our CEO at the time, uh, Roger. Yeah. Uh, he, it was kind of known that he was retiring. Yeah. So he was being looked at to be vice president and now president, obviously. Uh, and then Steve being our CEO. Uh, but obviously home office is in Texas. So I'm like, I am not going back to fucking Texas, especially because where they live now, hopefully my dad doesn't see this. It's like 10 minutes away from where my real dad lives. So I was like, absolutely not. Um, I had a bunch of uh, friends up at Florida State yeah, uh, that I knew from high school. Especially my, 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 one of my best friends, Alex. Um, so I went up two Halloweens in a row to go visit. And 
met his, his circle of friends. They all liked me. I liked them. Again, law of attraction. Yep. And essentially, I was like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to go to Tallahassee Community College. I'm going to get my AA, and I'm going to transfer to Florida State. And that, yep. was, that was the plan, and that's what I did. And then from there, which is funny, my best friend Alex, we like he went into like the frat type of lifestyle. Yeah. His circle of friends didn't. That's not something I'm interested in. I think that shit's corny. Um, and then I kind of replaced him as the friend in that circle and that was my circle of friends and we're still friends to this day i think we're kind of caught up now and it's yeah kind of me kind well of well how did you get into us though covid hit you're at school okay so i i wanted to do cooking i knew i wanted to do something with it um i knew it was my it was at that it was my art it was like my pastime yeah i cooked for my friends everybody loved my cooking they saw how passionate i was about it they're like you know if this is something that you really have a passion for just do it. Yeah. Because the circle of friends I kept were all very business-minded. Yeah. It's not like sales aspect, but, like, they all they all had a future ahead of them. Yeah. So they're, like, they saw value. So I was like, well, fuck it. I guess I'll do it. So after the four years of studying, I uh, I reached, I went to my local bar. And it was, like, a craft beer bar. It's called uh, the Brass Tab. It's a chain place. It's all along the East Coast. Um, and I got to be buddy buddy with the the head bartender there his name is john good guy almost recruited him um but i was telling him like look i'm trying to get this cooking thing and i was just me at the bar no friends i was just ordering drinks we were just talking and he's like well like we only got the kitchen manager in the back you know if you if you need a cooking job to get yourself started i got you i said say less give me an application so and then the first month of me being there the kitchen manager was ass just lazy like i was like and i took on that football mindset where i was like i'm gonna take your spot so i outworked the shit out of him and everybody loved my cooking versus his even though it was like a standardized menu and essentially he left and i became kitchen manager and i took on that role of essentially running the entire thing because the general manager also was very lackadaisical and didn't care so from there i did all the cleaning i like kind of held everybody accountable to being there on time and yeah. it was, it's a college place did my cooking got kind of creative with it and then i was like well i need something better after like four to six months of doing that so i went to red robin uh figured out re- very quickly that i'm very shit on the line like working fast mm-hmm. so they essentially fired me and in hospitality firing you is like i'm going to give you five hours in a week and i'm like i kind of have to eat so i went back to the crappy beer bar and then I, I think I looked online and I saw that uh, the Florida State banquet, uh, like working at the stadium, mm-hmm. was hiring. So I went in, I met the chef, and I told him how passionate I was. He's like, we're actually looking for somebody exactly like you. You're hired. Bet. So I came in. I was just as coachable as I physically could be. I'm like, I don't care what the hours are. I mean, here are my classes, but I don't care what the hours are. I don't care if I have to stay here till 2 a.m. Just let me work. If I can be creative, awesome. But they started me on cutting vegetables and all that. I was very perfectionist-minded because that's how passionate I was about it. Um, the chef essentially noticed how hard I was working, all the head chefs. They loved me. They took me under their wing. They just started showing me stuff. And I like there was lists for banquets. Um, and, I, and I used to take like the medium hard stuff because all the harder stuff the chefs would take care of, all the really easy stuff, all the people that were there for like an hourly paycheck would do. So I took all the medium stuff on. They let me do my creative aspect, kind of let me fuck around with it. And then um, COVID happened. February of last year, uh, everybody got furloughed. Um, 
we kind of, me and my roommate, we kind of lived off the meals that they would prep for us. Just kind of like, a, hey, sorry, you're fired. Um, and then got unemployment, chilled for a long time. Funny stuff happened during quarantine because there's nothing to do and no responsibilities. I, I had already finished college. And then at that point, I was like, well, my internship's gone. I have nothing to do. Like, so I talked with my parents and they said, well, they did, they did not want me to move back at all because I'm the yeah. boy. Yeah. And especially the oldest. So they want me to like be self-sufficient. But they're like, extenuating circumstances, come back. We'll figure it out. So I came back. And then two to three months later, after being with my parents, my, my dad was like, all right, <laughs> time for you to go get a job and go get your life insurance license again. Yeah. Looked at the jobs around. It was not enough money for what I wanted and decided life insurance was. And then started with under uh, Mike. Didn't work out. Simon hit you up. You hit me up. And then. Here we are. Here we are now. A year later, yeah. Damn. That, that sounded like a lot of me ranting. No, it's Hopefully it's that good. wasn't boring. Who cares? <laughs> so here we are caught up now to yep. where we're at now. And I want to jump into what I'm thinking about is, on my mind, is what is your favorite movie? Ooh. That's a good one. Like top two or three. You I would say Saving one. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, you love that movie. It's like four hours. I've never watched that whole thing. You've never watched the whole thing? It's four hours, dude. It's not four hours, is it? It seems kind of emotional, dude. Don't even seem like Aiden. a real action movie. Aiden, have you have you seen Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. Is it is it four hours? It's like two hours and twenty minutes. Is it like a more intelligent Forrest Gump? Because like. Oh, dude, it's nowhere close. Because like I, like I, I like didn't like enjoy that. No, do you just not like war movies? I love war movies, but like Saving Private Ryan seemed more like. Is it just because it's long winded and you don't have the fucking attention? Span? Yeah, like they need to be killing each other at any given second. Well, there was like the D Day scene. Yeah, but is unless like I don't know. Vin like when I, I would see is like that a spoiler. Is that a spoiler for like a twenty year old movie? I have no idea. But Vin Diesel's <laughs> in the movie. Yeah, that's even more reason for me not to watch it. He's no, getting, but. He, no, but he had a very minor role, and he he got sniped, on in like in in France. It was he was trying to save this little girl, and then the sniper came, and that's when the the group sniper for the Americans was like crouched on like this this boulder. It was like pouring rain. The German sniper was in the in the watchtower, and the sniper fucking hits him right in the scope, right in the eye. That doesn't interest you. No, it's, I mean maybe I'll give it a peek. So Saving Private Ryan, yeah. and I, and I, and I said Vin Diesel's gay, and I'm not a homophobe or anything like that. I don't want anybody to think I, you know, I I say it in like the, you know, he's like that's he's, he, for me his his movies are kind of like especially after this last uh, the Fast and Furious. Yeah, so he just says family every 14 seconds. I'm like family, family, family. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like fucking uh, what's his Tyrese going to space in a car? Yeah, like, yeah, right. dude. So like for me, that like for me, Spoilers. I utilize that more of like the you know that's and I, it's not frequent, but it's more like that's you know that's kind of like yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a different I mean, dialect the, of like using the word. And all of that, I think I, I think I fully believe. Well, this podcast ain't big, you know what I mean. No, but like, no, this no, podcast was huge. But like, oh my god, cancel, no. cancel. But what I'm thinking is like just repurposing words. And like, uh, you know, anybody that watches is probably going to disagree with me. But like, retard. Yeah. Like, I will it's never, huge. never make fun of somebody that's mentally handicapped. Yeah, I mean, because we all probably I'm know or have some. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, insane. You know, so it's like. Cause there's you know mentally disabled individuals. I got friends that are gay. You probably know people that yeah. are gay. It's like, so it's like, I don't me like this. We we could jump into even like the the political side of things where people people probably think you know coming into like the entrepreneurial realm that that uh, 
I would uh, I would be uh, conservative. You know what I mean? Like that would be. Are like, you not? A gr- uh, well, I would say that I don't even assign myself to anything. Like I, don't, I would say I'm a moderate, like left leaning, but moderate. I, well, I would say that I don't assign to either any political labels or titles. Right. I just believe in humans being like, you know, alive and free and safe. You know what I mean? Like if you're yeah. not killing or hurting one another. You know, why? Who cares? Yeah, who cares? You know what I mean? And I know it's a lot more in depth than that, but I believe in freedom and I believe in in, in safety. You know what I mean? So if you're not hurting and and devaluing and demeaning to people and do what you want to do, you know what I mean? Like if you want guns, have guns. If you don't want guns, don't have guns. Whatever partner you want, do it. Just be safe and be nice. I mean, would you say like that same mentality as far as just the words aspect of it? Like, Like just taking it to the extreme, like saying the N word. Yeah, but you have the freedom culture. to say it, but there's consequences. Yeah, you know, with me being half black too, and I'm just kind of like, <laughs> right. you know, I, I, I don't know. Kind of whatever. I, yeah, for me, like, I, I don't, I don't be, I really don't sling around much, much la- like language, even, even swearing wise. Like, I feel like I try to swear less, mm-hmm. even as as much as we've sworn already on this. But like, I use that. As I a don't buffer. care though. I remember growing up, like. Me, like what kids would call me the hard, hard N word. Yeah, because you were raised in Arkansas. Raised in Arkansas, which, but in Western PA was way more racist. And it wasn't even mad. I wasn't mad about the word. It was honestly just like an excuse for me (laughs) to 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 let anger out and beat the fuck out. I remember getting off the bus. This kid said the end. I don't even know if he said it directly at me, but I was just just angry. And he said it. And, uh, you know, I was like, yeah. You're going to get some. Yeah. We get off the bus. I Spartan kicked this kid right in front of his parents. <laughs> I'm 11 years old. He we get, And I still got ISS because my mom was like, just don't ever beat up anybody in school. I was like, bet. As soon as we get off the bus, he touches the ground. My feet live. I swear. Oh, so I, you kicked him on the bus the first time. No, we got off the bus and I double drop kicked him in like like the back of like his head. Like. I'm I'm talking like have you, you ever seen off that the bus. Kangaroo Jack? You ever yeah. seen that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, man I kangaroo jacked this kid. <laughs> Bad. You know what I mean? His parents came out. I'm What are you doing to my yeah, son? I'm out of there, son. Come get me. I'm like Sonic the Hedgehog. You know what I mean? So I am out. I get a call the next day, ISS. I was like, well, he called me the N-word. They're like, all right, we'll sit here and write down these words. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like I think I got like a slap on the wrist, but and then my middle school principal, because I did some. Ah, this kid tripped me, but I said he may have said it, but I said I swear, you know. He's just using maybe it as like, a fucking excuse. Yeah. He tri- <laughs> so I grabbed this kid by the back of his head. And you start slamming it against the locker in seventh grade. <laughs> these teachers, like it had to be like out of movies. You know, like here's like the locker door and it's open too, kinda. So yeah. like it's not completely shut. So banging his head off the locker and it's He's it's like. Bang. Banging back and forth, <laughs> and, and people were like screaming, like, "Oh, it's Tristan again!" Nobody said World Star. I'm like, basically, dude, but I'm like, he said the N word, <laughs> and my principal, my principal, my principal was like, "You've been using a race car too much," and my mom was like, <laughs> "You racist!" You know, like you can't tell, like if, when somebody accuses, it, it's almost like how our country is nowadays, where it's like if you get accused of like. You know any type of homophobic slurs or like yeah. well, you're using the 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 homophobe card or the or the race card. It's like it's like a double like. Double did you sword. just tell me I'm not allowed to defend my my beliefs or or you know who who it is that that I resonate with until it's like it's just an unspoken rule. Yeah, but they 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 got CYS on me. That one was bad. They got they got me like legally children uh, youth services like, like where they. Juvie? 
essentially, yeah, where they come to like analyze YouTube. your home, start move. Yeah, they were gonna start to place me and arrest me and all types of stuff because yeah. I I was getting real bad. Yeah, but I I think I think of that as as we're talking politics and all this shit off of our Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> but, segway, segway, segway. Exactly. So <laughs> that's your that's your number one. What is there like a number two or three? Like, um, that's the thing. It's like asking me like, what's my favorite dish to make? Yeah, there's um, a lot because there's like a like like you like. And I'm, I'm a such movie a movie guy. Too. I keep a movie list of like my top. I think I'm like top I don't, twelve. Are you the type to be in like cult movie? Have you ever seen like Mall Rats or like Jane Silent Bob Strike Back? No. So those are like cult. Like, have you seen Superbad? That's like yeah. more well known. Like, I probably have. Movie. Isn't that? I thought that was a show. Or is that the like superhero movie? But Superbad? no, that's uh, Kick. Are you thinking Kick Ass? Kick Ass, like, yeah. No, Superbad was with uh, Jonah Hill and uh, Michael Sarah when they first came out when they were in high school and they yeah. were essentially trying to just fuck some chicks. Yeah, I saw like bits and pieces of that. It was yeah. funny. So like almost like that realm. Like that's like the type of stuff I'm into. Like as far as like comedy movies, action movies. What uh, got you into anime? <laughs> All right, for the viewers, I'm the biggest weave in the office. So, well, I liked uh, I liked Dragon Ball Z, but that was about it. Yeah, have you ever like explored it, or you just no? I was pretty consistent on Dragon. Like, I got the game. I was watching it with my nerd buddy that lived above me. Yeah, and we would play Minecraft. Like that was that was more like like fifth and sixth grade. Like we'd watch Dragon Ball Z. His family would have me over. We we were all broke as shit, and we like mac and cheese and hot dogs and just watch. Dragon Ball Z and play Minecraft and play computer games and shit. Yeah. But that's where I got like kind of, I feel like I've got a lot of diversity. It's like, I got street, I got country, you know what I mean? I, I got class now, but I had the nerd side from like the Minecraft, the Dragon Ball Z, like yep. a lot of diversity, which allows us to communicate with a, with a lot of people and connect to a lot of people. Cause I'm like, exactly. I, I fucked with Dragon Ball Z heavy. Yeah. I mean, which is funny. Cause again, it's like, we're very similar. Like I'm from Texas. I got the country aspect. My dad, like with the money he made with the company, I got the classy aspect of it. Um, nerd side, obviously, like we're about to talk about, and then everything else. You just like streets, like drugs, having guns pulled yeah. on me, all that. But anyways, um, anime, on, honestly, was another one of those things where it kind of just got me out of my own head. Yeah. Uh, when I was very young, I was super into reading. Yeah. Like I got in trouble. You can tell. I got into trouble for reading. Yeah, you read too much. You wouldn't yeah. leave books. Yeah, that's how the the neighbor kid above me was. Yeah, it's just always read. It's a different reality. But he was reading fictional. Probably so were you. What was yeah. your favorite book? Mine was Percy Jackson growing up. Percy Jackson. Yeah. I was super into that series. Percy Jackson, Harry Potter. Um, I like the movies too, but I have very low standards with movies. Harry Potter? Percy Jackson. No, I, I saw the first one. I don't think I saw any of the other I ones. watched all of them and I like all of them. And I'm if you don't, fuck you. I, I, I'll watch the other. How many are there? Three. Two? Three. Three. I'll watch the other two. Yeah, you? let's go, Brandon. All right. Why are you being weird now? <laughs> Super defensive of yeah, Percy Jackson. Love Percy Jackson. That was the first books. Those are the first and like only books I got into. I kind of liked uh, Mockingbird. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, fucking Hunger Games. Hunger Games, right? Yeah, Hunger Games. I got super into that. Like those types of stories. Like that's, and I would say that. <laughs> that's that's how I got into. Uh, anime and stuff just being really deep in the books and fiction i keep thinking that sign is saying adversity kingy is that an s or did i forget like i think it's a cursive s that doesn't even look like a adversity g. kinky yeah that doesn't even look like a g <laughs> right dude like i'm gonna have some... aiden send it back <laughs> and does the is the adversity spelled right it takes me a while to figure out a spelling are you dyslexic my sister was she we had to take her to like eye training until she was like nine 
I don't know why you didn't just get like a neon sign or just like your logo, the brand. Sarah just texted me about it too. She's like, it'll be $2,000. Like, send it over. How much was this shit? I have no idea. Must be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Right off. Yeah. Um, Anyways, anime. Um, My buddy, John, who's another like family friend outside of Anthony. He's like, he's a short black kid. Love him to death. I'm going to go see him too. But he got me into Naruto first. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z I never got into. See, I couldn't get into Naruto. I got into Dragon Ball Z. It's fair, though. But it's like, those, those like, there's different genres to anime, which, unless you're, like, deep into the culture, you probably wouldn't know. Because the things that are, are at the forefront are, are shonen, which are essentially are animes for, like, fucking 13, 14, 15-year-old boys. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people are actually getting real deep into it. Um, it's just, essentially, just really, really good storytelling. Um, like, a lot of mature content. Yeah, dude. Like they get really like deep. It's what like especially like gory stuff, like rape and like like yeah, like like all those types of themes. Um, which I know you get into like fictional books, like you can find like your libraries as well too. But um, like killing and like revenge and it's really really interesting stuff outside of like just thinking from an outside closed minded perspective. It being corny or nerdy or something like that. Which didn't the RK is it RK Rowling or whatever that wrote the Harry Potter books. Uh, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling? Yeah. Didn't she get canceled? Yeah. She's dumb. What'd she get canceled for? She just kept making her characters gay or bi or trans. But why would they get canceled for that? No, I think she did something else. She said or did... Have you guys heard? Like, she got canceled or something. Like, they just canceled... Thank God we're not famous. Yeah. She was saying something about being... Or about transvestites. Okay. Is that the proper word? I, I don't know. I think that's outdated. Yeah, I think it's trans. Transgender. transgender, yeah. Oh God, it's like fucking. I'm already canceled. Yeah. Um, transgenders. I think she said something about that. Okay. But yeah, she's she's out there, and I think she was just honestly genius, though. I mean, single mother type of deal. From the, I think I remember she watching was like yeah, I remember like watching like like because I used to spend hours when I first started here on on YouTube, stu- like simultaneously reading and writing my own book, and then studying really successful I didn't individuals. Know you write your own book. Yeah, I wrote a book. I'm not. I, nobody really knows, but my first three, four months. Not, like, that's why I wrecked so much is I, I was writing a book too. So I wrote this book, excuse. reading books. Huh? Yeah, this is a fucking excuse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. So read, read a book, writing a book, but I would go on YouTube and I would study any, like not success just uh, materialistically, but just success in general, like in, in all aspects. So like yeah. even evil people, you know yeah. what I mean? Like I, I was studying Joseph Stalin. I was studying like, like yeah. studying Adolf Hitler, like, and all these people and like Genghis Khan and like, you know, what are, what, what did all these people have in common? There's gotta be a common denominator between, you know, just getting a massive goal accomplished, whether that be for good or for evil. And I remember coming across her and she had a crazy story. So, I mean, with all those types, it's just straight, strong leadership, regardless of it being through fear or extremely not. focused yes. and no other options aside from what it is they desire yeah. to get done. And they they're very compelling to get everybody to buy, buy into it as well. Is that what kind of like not fucking obviously saying you're similar, but, you know, is that what kind of structured your leadership style? I think also like these great individuals, it's something that's just kind of imprinted or just a part of them. So for me, yeah. like. It was less of trying to emulate their system, like them, and more or less copying the system yeah. and emulate, like just being me. Yeah. Like as authenticity, as, as I've allowed my authenticity to just really manifest 100%, mm-hmm. and then just pairing that with a successful system, like 
now like my number one go-to system is just Simon Arias. You know what I mean? Like, and it's really been that way from day one. And it's, I was just directed from him to study others and just, just really to, I think for him, it's more or less with a mentor like him. And and for us, it's getting these people to identify, here's what works. Just don't, don't veer from it. Yeah. Don't, I, I keep trying to tell my guys that like, like, oh, I'm gonna go write my own script. Stop trying to yeah, fucking reinvent write the wheel. my own script. Dogecoin, Shiba Hiba, <laughs> Shiba Hiba, 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 I, I to the moon. Flamed, I flamed them because they're like, oh, go buy now. And it, like the the price skyrocketed. I'm like, yeah, let me go buy at the highest. Yeah, price. dude. Like, well, one, if I'm gonna buy into that shit, let me buy it when it drops. And then and then next, well, why don't we buy into our the business that you're committed 100 percent to? Like, you know what I mean? People want to like get into this day trade 100%. life. Quotes. Right. Right. So Naruto is what got peaked into in the anime. Naruto, um, God, I've I probably watched, and now I'm in the manga because I don't have time to watch TV. Anymore. We don't, we don't not have time, all, not at all. So I read manga. I just I, I just Google like good manga. I like walking genres. around though and seeing people have a show or a movie on while we're making calls. Yes, because I I like that. You know what I mean? Before some people probably wouldn't like that, but I think if we can stimulate our minds. And get the dot because this is just a repetition business. Yeah. So like I'm Monotonous. not against I'm not against that. If anything, I would advertise and advocate for more of it because it's that it don't feel like work. We're having fun to make a lot of money. Yep. And there's a a mental stimulant that isn't a substance that I'm cool with. You know what I mean? Like if it makes the what? days and everything go by fast, do it. I mean, honestly, <laughs> like when I first started seeing that, like just from like what you instilled in like me, Connor, Rob, like the originals. Yeah. It was like no. Yeah, it's like now sit dial. there, look at the wall, and dial. Now I'm more of like, how can we make our jobs and their jobs easier? Mm-hmm. Where it's and delegate cult. exactly, and really just delegate the like I like I posted the Pareto principle earlier today. It's like we got to spend eighty percent of our time, if not more, in our top twenty percent prioritized areas of our life in our lives, that's going to generate the most results. Where are you going to get the most return on investment? Spend all your time there, and all that other time, delegate out. Mm-hmm. to the individuals, whether you can leverage people or money. That's the two things Simon taught me you can leverage. So it's like, find the people that do what you don't want to do really well or pay them or pay someone to do it. Like, yeah. you guys know, like now with, with me being four or five years into this, there's a lot of stuff I'm able to delegate out mm-hmm. just because I stayed true to the system. So now there's a lot of stuff that, that I'm not, you know, and people probably look at it as like, you know, that dude like is a fucking piece of shit. You know what I mean? Like, I don't do my laundry. I don't cook. Blazing. You know what I mean? Like, look, <laughs> if, it, if, it, if it's not like my strength areas in, in, in the business and, and like in entrepreneurship and like what's going to bring us the most return on investment, right? I'm probably not doing it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's why honestly, like with with my team, I'm I think I've just been kind of like just it's just blessings because honestly, like what my my thing is is like like it is the is the delegating is letting go. Yeah. Cause I'm almost like a control freak because I'm like, I know where I want this to go. Like yeah. I can, I know what part this person's going to play in my yeah. vision. Yep. And again, it's servant leadership and I always and asking them, them what part do they want to play? Even though you're able to see the part that they could really be successful at, right. are they passionate? Well, they all have their wise and they're all committed. At least, at least my, my, core I guess leaders. My, yeah. my core leaders. As you're starting to build that foundation of leaders. Yeah. Right. Um, but not all of them are 100% bought into this. They have otherwise, like, um, you know, the, the one, I don't know, I don't want to mention names, uh, but the, the one that's interested in music. Yeah. You know, like, it I got was hard. Him. I got him. It's it's cute. Quave. Follow him on SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's Quave. It's, it's Quave. Quave. 
Is it, is it Quave or Quave? I, I, I go back and forth, but he's going to start Quave. doing some stuff. I think I'm going to have him do like an intro song for the podcast and uh, for the TikToks as well, utilize some of his music. He's been working hard on that. It's genuinely believing in people's whys and pairing it with the how here. The how to here right. is building up the capital so you can explore more, not only into making this a why, but your music. Like everybody's got their music. You know what I mean? And I don't mean that in the sense of like, Ah, oh, you want to go out and make music, but like we've talked about you, you know, owning a restaurant or even just having like just a big ass house or whatever, or just a big ass kitchen in, in the future where you that's s- what I'm leaning more have like have like just your core leaders over and you whip up some fancy ass dinner and you just kick back, have a cigar, you know, some hardcore alcohol you like, yeah, you know, <laughs> and uh, bourbon sidecar that's what I'm into right now, yeah, those hardcore bourbons or whatever, who knows? Um, you ever seen an alien, an alien, you think they're real? That was a very like. I want to talk segment. about aliens, dude. Fuck, yeah. Joe Rogan talks about them. I want to know. Like, I've never seen any fucking hoverboards. Get off Joe Rogan's steak. I don't care. <laughs> aliens. He's gonna call us up to partner this with is, them. This is funny because uh, speaking of of Q and then uh, also Spencer, like we had an, a whole debate over like it went from aliens to politics to like to uh, religion, all yeah. of that. Uh, but I was saying like you know with the the recent semi recent. Uh, release of documents from the Pentagon. Yeah. About how there are UFOs. They can't, like, they're not saying they're aliens. I want to touch one. Where? <laughs> <laughs> it just feels some moist alien skin. Ooh. Ooh. It's mucus membrane. Ooh, um, that alien's thick. Honestly, like, I, I do think there are. There's too many eyewitness reports. That's thick ET. You're in a weird mood. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cigar. Yeah. Uh, it's like your one thing. It's like your one substance. Cigars. Yeah, yeah, dude. I remember the first time I smoked them. Best cigar lounge in the world is Lincoln, Nebraska, dude. Love that cigar lounge. I was kind of sad I never went to that one. Capital. Capital cigar, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I don't fire. think you didn't really have. It was like a top producer thing. Yeah, it was more of a. I swear I took you there once. Or we at least like grabbed one in a sense. No, because I didn't start smoking cigars till I was here. Well, dude, so basically I smoked three back-to-back, and apparently I didn't know what I was doing and everything like that. And so like, you were just inhaling the shit? Basically, and I'm sitting there, and I'm almost like like a high. Like, I'm paranoid, and I'm like, I had to stay there for an hour and, like, drink and, like, Did drink you water. Up? No, I had to drink water, like, eat chocolates, and, like, I'm sitting there, like, hold on to the couch, like... Scared you're going to fly off? <laughs> like a weird scared, dude. I'm like... I could feel the planet rotating. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Right. Yeah. So these aliens, the Pentagon, UFOs, I've never seen anything. Yeah. But I mean, I've but seen I wonder, like, will yeah. we ever? Is this is this shit like? I, I was thinking about that. Like, what what would happen? Like, I'm not, you know, I've got this weird lion mentality, war mindset of like, whatever comes to Earth, I'm killing. It don't matter. Right. <laughs> Zombies it don't matter. Have you seen Mars attacks? I don't know, but Older World movie. War Z. Well, that's a fire zombie, movie. That's a zombie movie. That's not. Aliens. I think they're making a, a second World War Z. I wouldn't be surprised. It did very well. Fire movie is that Brad Pitt, right? Yeah, one of the best actors. He's top three of my movie. He's in Honestly, probably yes. a lot of mine because Troy, 11. Troy, Ocean's Eleven was fire. Yeah, Troy was fire. Um, he's in a Fury. Have you yeah. seen Fury? Wasn't he in uh, the German uh, tanks? Oh, what was the other one? Inglorious Bastards. Wasn't he in that? I think you. I don't know if I watched that one, but he was firing at. Yeah, Dude, you've never seen Inglorious Bastards. I probably have seen pieces of the Bear Jew. Yes, yes, yes. Fire, fire, fucking movie. Yeah. And, um, what else was he a killer in? Dude, Fight Club. Oh yeah. 
I remember watching that for the first time and just being absolutely fucking mind blown. Mesmerized. Like, dude, that's me in my own mind, yeah. creating all these worlds and like these. And that's really what success is. It's creating a world so fucking real in your mind yep. and being so true and committed to it that there is no other fucking option. It's I'm going to make this world become my world. And it starts here. Like I've gotten into a it's lot a of arguments with people, in, 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 like with like with my ex, where it's like she's like, "That's not that's not real." I'm like, "It's real right here." Yeah, <laughs> you know what it's, I mean. It's like, not real time. I was like, real. "It's real here, and this is where I live." Right. Everything outside of here doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's not. It's non-existent. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, and it's I, I've gotten a little better with like kind Going of back. merging realism, where it's like. Don't jump off that cliff. You really can't fly. You know what I yeah. mean? But, but even my mind, like, even that, like, like, I, like, this is why, I, like, I've never been able to get into drugs or anything like that because I've already, I'm already, like, I don't know if ADHD or what it, whatever it would be where it's like, I've, like, I, like, I'm naturally in, like, this euphoric state, like, just, yeah. like, naturally where it's like, people are like, is that kid on drugs? You know what I mean? Where I'm like, I'm just, like, just jittery and, like, I couldn't do that. I couldn't even imagine like the euphoric state drugs would put me in. It's, it was honestly escapism. Cause I'm like already just zoned, zoned in. And so like people I've gotten into arguments or it's like, that's not real. You know what I mean? It is real brothers up here. I mean, it's just, I mean, people like non-believers, I guess you would say, just, it's a vivid imagination. Well, people are so brainwashed, but from, you know what I mean? This is how we've done it. This is how you have to do it. And that's kind of how people don't like, don't take mental health. Uh, yep. They don't consider it because, Everybody's in, in this in this box, and and they're just so like conformed to like the like the sheepish mindset of the world. Yep. Even even highly successful individuals of like, well, here's how to attain the success, and here's how to box it up and live in it. And it's like, I listened to this dude the other day, multi billionaire. I sent it to you guys. I, Sarah was listening to it. It's like, you I'll really real, see some it. of these some of these billionaires are very, they're like I, I like how at the at the owner conference I was just out in Arizona. It's like, you know, one of the one of the really really wealthy individuals. He was like. You know, people say think outside the box, but I was like, we don't even think inside the box or outside the box. There just is no box. Right. There is no box. It's the, the thought that there is. A box. And there's so, there. And really for 80, 90 percent of the world, there's this box of here's the way it worked. So do it this way or you're outcast. hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. That's what you want to work. Yeah. Towards. Work towards that. Go to school. You know what I mean? Be find a good guy. Find a good girl. Work life balance. Yeah. Have a kid. Weak. You know what I mean? <laughs> Build up a retirement, retire, go a few places, and then die. It's right? Like, what? Like that's what life is. I don't. I don't know. It's like there's a lot of theories, conspiracy theories, like the chemicals in the food that we eat. I watched this movie the other day called Voyager, and they drink bl- blue water. Yeah. And and I'm thinking in regard to like how everything's playing out right now with COVID and everything like that. Yeah. So like they stopped the two boys. They stopped drinking the blue water. The one basically goes good side, the other one goes bad side. Right. And like they their leader dies and like the one boy like becomes leader, but then the bad one like convinces everybody there's an alien on the ship. Uh, but there is no alien, so now he's ruling everybody with this. fear. He's ruling every and I'm thinking I'm like, we're all drinking this blue water. Yep. You know what I mean? Hypothetically speaking, we're all, you know, taking in these chemicals in regard to whatever they want to inject us with. And I'm not anti vax and I'm not, yeah, you know, anti consumption on certain things. I really think it's just a mind state. It's, it's systemic but it's depression. that, and then it's systemically and strategically like media just portraying and, and manipulating the propaganda. whole world with the propaganda of fear this, 
we're the only thing that can protect you. This is the enemy. And and the bad dude in this movie is like, we, we're the only thing that can protect you. And then like the good, like they open everyone's eyes and everything kind of resettles. And how do we prevent this? You don't. It's right. a cycle. You know what I mean? like, I like seeing the quote. Itself. History repeats itself. And I like seeing like the, the quote you'll see. It's where it's like uh, good men. Uh, they make soft times or easy times and easy times make, make soft, soft men and, and, soft and make, make, hard times. make hard times and those hard times make hard men that make good times, you know, and it's just a cycle. And I think it's like accepting it and finding that stability. I don't know if every, you can never really open everyone's eyes, but, uh, it brought like, I, that's, I like, I like the idea of movies and what I resonate with them so much for me is like, I get a lot of just context for self-development, leadership development, and life perspective yeah. from movies because it's art to me. You yes. know what I mean? Is is letting that unfold and speak to me where I almost get like secondhand embarrassment from watching movies because like I feel like I'm in it and like when embarrassing shit happens, I'm like, oh my God, dude, we got embarrassed. Same. We just got rejected by this hot girl. I do that shit with anime. You know what I mean? Oh God. Yeah. Close my eyes. Yeah. Guy, you know, super nervous, goes up to talk to the hot girl. Yeah, just you're just nervous as shit. It, and you're like, oh, dude, come yeah, on. Like, oh, God. You could have played that better. I, re I remember just like putting my like face in my shirt, like just like that much cringe. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Facts, dude. Okay, I can't believe we completely skipped over aliens. Did you ever see like how like obviously like people say we've, we've only explored like what, three to five percent of the ocean? Ocean. Isn't and that then, nuts? Well, they like with those UFO uh, sightings. I was going to ask you: Did you see that uh, the one guy that was like, he was like, part of the Navy, and it like it was like it's submerged, like, yeah, very quickly, right? Nuts. And, or and then there's reports of it coming out of the water and mm -hmm. then zooming off, and from the Navy, it's like there are UFOs. I was like, what the fuck is that? And there's like there's the story of Atlantis and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I forgot. I I saw uh, like a meme or something on Instagram where it was like. You know what the phobia is of something extremely large being in the water. It's like, are those the aliens, or is there an actual civilization? Civilization? Now? Yeah, dinosaurs. Yeah, Jurassic Park was one of my favorite movies. I still like the the new Jurassic Parks as well, but the original Jurassic what's, um, Parks. What's his name? Uh, Chris Pratt. Well, that that would be new. The yeah, OG, that's the, one. the OG ones though. Loved them all. Velociraptors got turned onto that real quick. All the dino, dude. That that's one thing. No wonder like, you screech in the office, dude. And that's another thing that I think about. I was like, dude, if I could bring anything Arr. back, it would probably be dinosaurs. Dude. Like, I wish. Just that's why? Because you would want to hunt them. Hunt them. them. Just see it. Like, just like all the animals that ever existed. You know, saber two tigers, some massive lions, just crazy ass shit, mammoths. Just I want to be able to see and experience. Like, I think that would be dope as dope as shit, dude. Well, I mean, like my favorite animal growing up was like rhinos, and like rhinos are pretty much fucking dinosaurs as far as like what we picture them as, just smaller. Yeah. Yeah, basically, like when you like when you see some a big ass animal like in person, that shit's like holy fuck, it's like majestic almost. Yeah, holy shit, like like seeing like bears and stuff. Bears, like, holy fuck! Like I was in Florida, you probably see this all the time. I don't know. I think I was leaving some event with Simon. Yeah, and uh, we're, I'm driving back to the airport, and I just look look over and like simultaneously this this lady just whacks this black bear, in uh, <laughs> on the highway in Florida. Just a black bear runs across the street, and then kept driving. No, oh. she got out of the van and walked up because it's, it's like on its side, like breathing. And I'm like, the, the, the adrenaline in this bear fuck you up. is going to launch up and rip. And I was so excited. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, my mind starts going to those morbid thoughts of like, oh, yeah. yeah I'm going to see this woman get ripped, <laughs> ripped <laughs> yeah. in half. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, she's standing beside this bear and I'm just like. You know, my, my Uber driver Spanish. So I'm like, senor, senor. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like pointing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, 
trying to like speak in Spanish, like, ahora, <laughs> like, <laughs> a la derecha. Yeah, derecha. And, uh, and dude, that was nuts. The animals are nuts. Dinosaurs, though, I would bring dinosaurs back. And that like, it leans into thinking about Jurassic Park and bringing movies, dude. Star Wars was probably one of my top movies growing up. Like, for the longest time, I, 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 I like Star Wars, but yeah, I never got you, super see, deep into it. You never it. really had a heart like, a, like me, man, like right. a lion heart. Like, I was really convinced. I have the high ground, Tristan. Listen, <laughs> listen, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> listen, dude. For for a, for a minute, you know, I was probably convinced that I was a Jedi. You know what I mean? Like, like I had like an uncomfortably older age too. Like, I would beat the shit out of somebody and like go home like thirteen years old, fourteen, maybe even fifteen. The and, dark like, side. yeah, and be like, dude, I'm about to force choke this son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> meet me at the park. You know what I mean? Like, do you, do you think that like the the wanting to have superpowers is like wanting more control? Not like a god complex, but like having the power that other people don't have. Sometimes I feel like I just have it. Right. <laughs> you wish. It's like I make the noise, it'll work. <laughs> Start choking. I think everybody's me. fucking tried that. Like like the remotes across across the way. You're like, what if I just tried? What if it just yeah, actually came Sometimes to me? it's worked for me. But I I'd have to record it. Since you asked me if I've ever seen aliens, have you ever seen a ghost? Do you believe in ghosts? I feel like, you know, just how traumatic my childhood was, um, probably, you know. I, but I don't think I've, like, ever, like, been like, shh, that's a ghost. I've had some f- freaky-ass nightmares, but I've had night terrors. Ever, like, my dad was an alcoholic when he was in my life. Yeah. So my dad really hasn't been in my life since since I was, like, nine. You know what I mean? And up yeah. until that point, I never really saw him anyway. So, like, because they divorced when I was six. My mom went to jail. I lived with my grandparents for a little bit. And then when she got out, like, it was, like, early after, like, I only really got to be with my dad for a few years out of my out of my life. But, like, yeah. when he was there, he'd come home 3, 4 a.m., like, 2, 3 a.m. probably, just drunk, so drunk, and just wake everybody up, like, pretty much in, like, a good mood. And then it would go to a bad mood, and he'd start beating everybody, because my mom would be like, why'd you wake us up? And he'd just start beating the fuck out of everybody. But but this one time, particular, and this is why I'm, I was scared of the dark. I swear, I, I think I slept with my mom until I was like 14, 15. Like, I would literally beat somebody up and then go home and, and, and be like, and sleep with cuddle up with my mom. You know what I mean? Like, I was the bully that literally was like mama's boy. Like, scared of the dark, dude. And uh, it was, and I remember, I like remember this. having a nightlight? Huh? Nightlight? Oh, man, I just left the lights on probably for, for yeah. most nights. You know what I mean? Even that was scary at times. Like, I just remember thinking like, yo, you know, what's what's coming? Yeah. And uh, he came home this one night, and he had this wolf mask. And I was, like, asleep, but, like, I was, oh like, God. slightly waking up. And it was a werewolf mask, and he was on all fours. And, like, like my bed was, like, down this hall. So there's this dark hall, Yeah. right? And all I hear is, and I'm, like, just keep what? sleeping. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> 2 a.m., and, like, just all fours, just my dad's black. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just this, all I see is the werewolf mask. Yeah. And it's just turning slowly, and it's, like, that's fucking dramatic and i'm fucking like i had to have been six (laughs) or seven dude and uh then it just starts running and growling towards me on all fours and and i'm like i'm like screaming like "Ah!" you know what i mean like six and uh yeah i i I think i died that night i came back you know but that 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 scarred me you know for life where it's like even now still like "Ah," you know what i mean let me just say a couple extra prayers. I'll lock the door. I'll put stuff in front of the door. You usually have like a gun. And like, I just like, but like, I remember you telling us like, don't pull up on you when you're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. don't like, I'm not good with like people jumping out on me. Like my youth pastor, she jumped out on me once and I kicked her. <laughs> you know what I mean? Tried to scare me and like, 
You know what I mean? Just, ah, put her down. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 but like, I'm not good with like, like, <laughs> like scary shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a swinger. You know what I mean? Because I'm like, because I, so I get angry. Yeah, I'm definitely like if I'm going out, like you have to fight me, demon. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know about this paranormal activity, drag people around, shit. Square the hell up. You know what I mean? <laughs> what are you made of? You know what I mean? Like, like, that just made me think of uh, whatever scary those movie comedy that was. scary, scary movies, movies where yeah. the, the, she's getting like banged up the wall. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm like, I'm done playing this shit. Like, no. if I'm cornered and you're here in this building and there ain't nowhere to go, let's go. You want you want to hear something crazy? What? When I was uh, 13, this is a little cringy for me, but I don't care. Uh, when I was 13, I had a PSP, and I was playing this, like, like Call of Duty or some, something like it. I met this girl through it. It was just talking. Exchange phone numbers. There's, like, an online? Yeah, there's, like, an online feature. Okay. So we exchanged phone numbers because we were, like, we used to just, like, meet up in lobbies. And we would just talk. And then she was, like, she was like states away, and obviously. So we are just talking. And then she would tell me, like, she was, like, I can see, I can see dead people. Like, some fucking, what, what is that movie with? Uh, see I'm so like scared of, like even to this day like somebody said that to me I would block them probably might be a little more open minded now I was curious yeah I might be a little more open minded now but once they start getting too close to me and like they're like how about we cast a spell and make out we're like how about you get the hell out of my life well uh, <laughs> like it's almost like the like the scared of the dark thing or like people that watch horror movies it's just the curiosity of like what is it like to actually be in that situation yeah but um, she would tell me, she's like, I can see dead people. Uh, my Both of my parents can. My dad can only, she was like, my dad can only see his mom. Mm-hmm. And his mom will stand in like the corner of his room sometimes, which is fucking weird. They can't talk? Like, that's not no. your mom. That's a demon. Yeah, but they, like, they can interact. <laughs> okay. And so she was like, I've had one, this, this like terrified me. This ghost started caressing my thigh and bent me back. Nope. That, those are your fantasies. No, <laughs> those are hers. Um, no, she was like, there's this, like, she was like, there's a bunch I meet. They all ask for, like, some of them ask for things to, like, try to move on to the next life and all that. But she was like, there's this one, and I guess she would be describing a demon, where it's like, it would be floating and just like, it's back to her ceiling, staring at her while she's trying to sleep. And it would, I think she was saying she was, it was like holding a bag. And then, it floated down, stood next to her, and got real close to her face. Had it had this bag, and he pulled it out. It was a black orb. And he's like, you'll, you'll be inside of this soon. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, even now, like, I'm thinking about, like, yeah. I know. I, I was very descriptive there. Yeah, like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm sitting with the lights on tonight. Yeah. That shit's nuts, though. Um, and also, like, the house that we're living in now. Um, Creepy? The the past occupants um, died died at um, the house. Yeah, uh, old age. I would assume it was nothing crazy. Yeah, um, is that something they have to tell people? Like when you get into a house, like hey, look. We knew when we were moving in. Um, my my people went to go check out the house before I saw it, so I'm assuming yeah. uh, our landlord told them. Uh, and then like when we moved in, in like the master bedroom, there was this like king, California king size thing, and it had a stain on it. And we're like, obviously, the, she died right there. Okay, well, we're getting the mattress out. <laughs> um, but me and... Uh, I don't know if it's a death stain. could have been a... No, I think it was just... I don't know. You could be pissing the bed. I don't know. Um, never know. Dead bodies defecate. I don't think I ever, like... I don't remember ever really peeing the bed, like, as a kid. I think... I only remember, like, once. It was never an issue. Yeah. I remember throwing up in bed, but... Nah. <laughs> I had a throw-up issue, but I never threw up in bed. 
<laughs> That's a separate story. <laughs> um, where the fuck was I? I can't remember. Just the, the, the death in the house. Oh, yeah, yeah. The lady that died in the house. So... Me and I have a my room is humongous, probably the, the same like bigger than like a normal person's like one one apartment. It's it's called an in law apartment. So I have like a kitchenette and all that. So anyways, me and Spencer uh, share the room, right? That's why yes. like he's able to get me up at three thirty in the morning to go to the gym, and now it's my habit. But he told me that he's like I woke up specifically at three a.m. Which if you like Google it, it's it's Dude, like the witch hour. I hate that because I wake up like every morning at like three a.m. and but, I fucking but, hate that. But is that habit? Or, I, I don't or, know. Huh. I randomly wake up all throughout the night, though, so I told myself it's okay. Right. But you know about the witching hour. I know. I hate it. You're not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> Probably not. But he, he, he like, he's like, I woke up at specifically at 3 a.m., and I heard this voice in the corner of the room. And he he's a very logical, intelligent person. Oh, absolutely. Very intelligent. Yeah. So, like, he went over, like, what the fuck? And then he was like, the voice moved. The, com- the completely opposite corner of the room, and it's a very large room. And it was, he was like, "It's just it was just an old woman like whispering." He's almost like, "What the fuck did she say?" He was like, "I don't know. It was fucking three a.m. <laughs> I just woken up." And I, she, he's like, "I didn't think it was anything." I thought she was looking was at you, and she kept saying, "This one looks scrumptious." I was about to tell a very poor joke, <laughs> where they say like how to get rid of ghosts. It's like. Yeah, you kind of do your thing in bed and look in the corner and say, this one's for you. you, you know, have you ever that? No. Oh, anyways. But, yeah, I told him, like, it. I, I creeped him out because he didn't know about the witching hour and all that. I'm like, that's wild, it's specifically 3 a.m. Yeah. But I've had other friends that have told me, like, they've seen ghosts and they've experienced it and all that. I'm like, I've never experienced shit. Maybe I have too much child trauma. And yeah. It's not something that's I'm open to. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on like two hours, so has it been two hours? Basically, I feel like Fuck. we started I for sure today. by four thirty. So, as we wrap up, I always like to like end, you know, for individuals that ever make it this far, if they ever make it this far, and if, like you said, ten years from now, if anybody ever goes back and watches these all the way through, did I even say what my name is? Yeah, Brendan. Yeah, my name is Brendan. Two hours later, his yeah. name's Brendan. Right. But, <laughs> but with but so. Ending with, you know, two or three tips for success in general. You know what I mean? You know, you yeah. don't have to cater it cater it to, you know, our industry, but it, it, it takes it it takes a, a special type of individual. Yes. And and not even a special type of individual. It takes a special mindset. Mm-hmm. What are the two or three things, you know, you would encourage people that are pursuing their dreams or utilizing a vehicle to do so? Like what is it that's going to get you to where you want to go? The first thing I would say is you need a mentor. You need somebody to model what you're doing afterwards. You're not perfect. You don't know everything. And your you mentor is not perfect either. Exactly. But they've at least gone through it yes. first. So you need a, you need a guide. Um, also, with that being said, you also need to be coachable. You can't have the ego. You kind of have to like let go of all of that and just completely kind of almost give it up to that person to kind of steer you until you get your feet underneath you. Yeah. Um, and then, like you were saying, uh, mindset, you have to have a passion for it. Like, even like what we were talking about, where like I have an issue with my why, I still have a passion for what we do and I have yeah. a passion for leading others to, to what they You're want. You're passionate with relationships, though. Yes. That's where you, you, like, if I could have you work the most in one, like, if I had to, like, prioritize your top 20%, right. it would be your relationship and development. Which, Spending time with yeah. your people, building those relationships and developing them 
to accomplish the task at hand. I have to pay two hundred dollars for Top Golf tomorrow. So yeah, that'd be exciting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, so I would say build build relationship network, find other people. Never be the smartest person in the room. Yeah, always be the dumbest. Yeah, find a mentor. Being be, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you two are really smart. So I'm definitely the dumbest in this room right now. Oh, did you learn something today, Ben? Learned a lot. You know, I think you learned some stuff about me. Oh, absolutely. I don't think we've ever like sat down like this. And That's what I love about this. Cause I mean, we don't have time. You know exactly. what I mean? So it's like almost like killing a thousand birds with like four ro- rocks right now. Right. So anyways, this was fun. This was really fun. This was dope. Um, you guys can find Brendan and I just put two and two together as so I was going to, you know, shout him out for his social media. It's BS, the ALP chef on Instagram. Yep. And I, and for the longest time I'd like be going to tag him and shit and it'd be like, what does beast ALP chief mean? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm literally sitting here thinking that it's Brendan Serrani, the ALP chef. He likes to cook. He can sell life insurance. He can teach life insurance. It just Which makes is sense. ALP and, and BS is the initials for his name. Yeah. What's your middle name? Uh, Scott. So my 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 mom calls me bullshit Serrani. Oh my God, Monkey Cheeks. His mom <laughs> also calls him Mr. Monkey Boy. Yeah, that's a, that's another story for the next time you invite me on your fantastic. I, and podcast. we got and I want to also pinpoint the your fucking your dad told me to ask the boy that listened no. or didn't listen. I need no. to know what that is. So okay. we'll, do, do you, you want to tell me now? Okay. So I, th- I think I was like fucking seven. I was. I got grounded a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. But essentially he, uh, he, they made me write like a fucking book to explain why I'm so shit, I guess. And I was like the boy that didn't, did, did knit. That's what I was trying to tell you. It's did knit because I was, I'm dumb. <laughs> the boy who did knit listen. Um, and I think, I think I wrote the story about David, but it was like his name in the book was Dan. Yeah. And I was something about like, oh, I think he shoved my face when I was like six or seven into like a plate of spaghetti. And that was in the book. They know more about the fucking book than I do because I was a yeah. jit. Or what that's what we call in South Florida, a jit. I was a kid. Yeah. So I don't remember that much. But yeah, it's fucking embarrassing, cringy shit. I was a cringy kid. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah. Hilarious. So yeah, you guys can check him out, follow him. Um, you know, and, and if you're open or you know anybody that's interested in a career opportunity i know brendan's hiring so you can hit him Absolutely. up talk to him if you want any type of mentorship he's had a lot of success over the last year in the financial services industry helped build up a lot of other individuals you guys can uh, check him out reach out feel free to and uh that's a wrap yeah thanks happy for having halloween me. thanks for coming on bro excited to do this again